in a world in the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. In a war that isn't his. Every day in New York City. On the Miami Police Force. In the deep south. Welcome back to the video store. All movies in, no movies out. You're listening to Late Fees. <laughs> I like that. I like that tagline. That's good. I like All that. movies in, no movies out. Shout out to uh, to Nip. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I am Justin. I'm joined by my cohorts, my co-workers at the video store, Eric, Pafif, and Cam. Guys, the day has come. It is finally upon us. Ten years in the making. Collective sigh. <laughs> I feel like Thanos at the end of Infinity War. It is done. This is <laughs> or I will. This is cause for celebration on my end. We can finally put this this horrible chapter of the fucking pop culture behind us. That's a good that's with a good the point. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, a lot of mistakes were made in my opinion. Man, we are we got our tickets to. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Phase 4, coming <laughs> down the pipe, man, Guardians 3, back, James Gunn, back, <laughs> Disney groveling at the spiky-haired dome, Suicide Squad King, James Gunn. Oh my we god. We got <laughs> Iron Man 4, starring you think Captain that's gonna, I don't Marvel. Think, I don't think that's gonna happen. We got happen. Captain Marvel 2, Chris Pratt version. We got <laughs> Black Panther 2, even blacker. We got <laughs> Black Panther 3, all Lives Matter, where they kill a bunch of Nazis for real again <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. I can't wait to see these movies, man. We got Sebastian Stan as Captain America, which is going to be real weird I'm kind if of that happens. To see that. If, if that happens, we if, don't know. If, if they do the stories written as they've done them for the last 10 years, <laughs> we will be seeing Sebastian Stan as Captain America. Joking. Lots of jokes. RBE getting, a cam- getting a cameo in Black Panther 2. Four four shit. It's supposed to be five. Oh. Ooh, it's supposed to be five. S O B R B. There, it's old okay. Eric, Eric's old. Eric's old. Um, Eric actually, when I played, when I played it, when I played S O B R B, Eric did ask if it was quote some hyphy shit. <laughs> I am forty nine years. This old. is like Eric saying, "What's a gonna?" <laughs> um. Yes, of course. We we have we have properly hyped everyone on this episode. Uh, as you already know, this is our MCU Marvel Universe. Um, episode, a, a series of movies that, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I don't think that at the time when Iron Man came out, we ever could have fathomed that we would be living in kind of like a, a superhero ran driven blockbuster world. I it, mean, it's, I'm still surprised. I was such a doubter at the beginning, Yeah, uh, which is one of the reasons that I kind of like, like I lost in the like prediction version, which is kind of the reason I'm like more forgiving of these movies sometimes. It's like, I was like, no fucking way. This is a stupid idea. <laughs> and now here we are. 20 uh, movies they deep. They have changed. Literally, they've changed the world. Yeah. And it feels, even though they're much better than this and I often enjoy them, uh, it's like Trump almost. Like just a crazy, like 
staggering thing that seemed like a dumb idea at first and now dominates a certain aspect of our daily lives and in some ways every single thing we do. The MCU uh, originally like really connected to uh, Marvel Studios who wasn't con- connected to Disney but was connected to Paramount at the yeah. time and yeah. Universal and a lot of different uh, studios at the time because Marvel... They, they, they made a bad crack deal and pretty much gave away their whole <laughs> their whole thing. And, and I mean, just, just to see and, where... And their best movies. And their best movies. You feel me? <laughs> Blade. All right? Spider-Man. Blade. X-Men. Those are the best movies. Jonah Hex. <laughs> That's DC. Oh, fuck. Eric, once again. <laughs> uh, so in this Blade episode... Blade is Josh Brolin. It is. In this episode, we have, we're going to do something a little, a little different here. We attempted... Now, to watch every single one of these movies, it started with us saying, let's do Avengers 1 and then do Infinity War. I said, Infinity War broke me. It broke Eric. I don't know if I can do a full one of that again and have to talk about it and us. Motherfucking Ultron broke me, let alone like trying to like crawl back and have to watch some of the movies. You missed like five robot joke opportunities there. It's crazy. Like this whole (laughs) MCU thing, like you guys talking about you didn't foresee it like this, like. Literally, this started when I was 13. So, like, yeah. I didn't have any foresight. Cam age check. <laughs> I didn't have any, like, foresight to, like, what to expect. I was just happy to get, like, superhero movies at yeah. that time. And it's, it's crazy how, as, like, this has gone on over the past, like, 11 years now, 10, 11 years, like, my disdain for these movies has grown. <laughs> like, I like it's not that I've grown up and, like, stopped liking superhero movies. Yeah. I want to like them. Yes. It's, like... They just, just it's the conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's the conversation. It is yeah. the conversation more than it is the movie. It's the conversation, like, and I think I think what I and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. It's like I don't like the I, I think the memification of all of these things. Yeah, makes me hate it even more. And it's like, but the thing is, companies kind of double down on the memification of everything. Yeah, now it's so, like a thing. Yeah, now obviously, being a brand is a thing. And we'll talk about that when we get to like Black Panther. It's like yeah. the memification of a lot of these things are, are, are really where, where my disdain comes from. But um, what we're going to do this episode, we're going to skip what we're watching because I already know what all of you guys have been watching over the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go right into basically going through phase one, phase two, phase three. But we're going to do it a little bit different on this episode. We're going to time ourselves. So what we're going to do is going to time ourselves for phase one at three minutes. Three minutes of movie. Three minutes of movie. Uh, there's a lot of movies we got to get through, and you know we, we don't want to. You know we, we can get very verbose on this show and talk a lot. <laughs> it, but I will set a rule: if we do not have anything else to talk about in in terms of these movies, we will skip and go ahead to the next one because some of these I didn't get to. I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so I won't have much to say. That yeah, I think me and Eric can do like a two minute back. Yeah. So Captain like Marvel. if if we have nothing else to say, let's say we're talking about Thor to the Dark World, which I think. We'll leave in the dark. Yeah, we will probably not have much to say about that one, or, or I mean, Guardians Two or something like that. Um, a lot of these movies, I'm gonna admit, I tapped out. Oh, but fact. you've seen them. All, but I've all seen them all. I've once. seen all of them. Yeah, I've yeah. seen all of them. Yeah. I've seen all of them. A but a lot of them like reminded me why I've only watched them one time. Like, and we'll get to that. And we'll a lot get of them to that. End up getting like even if they're good at the time, they end up just getting rendered like so inconsequential. Yeah, or so like. That's why I like I like see them and I check out. Like <laughs> this discussion of these movies is going to be the most I've talked about these movies ever since yeah probably ever and definitely since uh, like Iron Man two came out. All right, so are we are we ready? Okay, T- Pat, I need you to the timer. Bring up the timer. We are starting with Iron Man. We're going Iron back. To, Man. We're going back to two thousand and eight. Uh, Iron Man. Yeah. 
crossing the threshold of a of a decade here, folks. Yeah, Obama still in office. Starring, was for a lot of these. Yeah, honestly, starting with Robert Downey Jr., who is really the cornerstone of this whole operation, Iron Man. Oh, okay. Clock started. Iron Man, directed by John Favreau. Uh, basically, the kind of the quintessential origin movie of all these films. I think they all take a little bit from this movie in every single one of these films that were created. I think at the time when I saw it, it was the same year Dark Knight came out. So a lot of it, we we were living in a summer that had two really good superhero movies. Yeah. I uh, I didn't watch all of this. I did watch about an hour and a half of it. Um, I, I really enjoy this movie a lot. It does suffer from something that happens in a lot of these movies where the main villain is absolutely, I have no clue what his motivation is. Yeah. And he, even though he's very big, he's mostly still just like a shitty Iron Man suit. Yeah. Which also happens in a shitload of these movies. Absolutely. It, it is a protagonist faces bigger, better protagonist in this movie. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think what really works here, but what also dates this movie is the jokes. And, yeah. I, and I think I'll be saying that a lot in this movie as well. It's true, but I think this is one of the ones that balances snark with darkness the best yeah I mean, downey jr was this none of this would have happened without downey jr. absolutely no. not totally amazing the when the guy says is it cool if i take a picture with you no game says it's very cool like yeah. The, yeah. The, it's very cool i still say it's very cool to people all the time <laughs> yeah. without without favreau and and downey this this universe doesn't have like the linchpin of changing the trajectory of tone and and ambition for these kind of movies, yeah. like people forget that like Robert Downey Jr. was like like seventh fiddle in like Gothica before this. Like yeah. he, his yeah, career. They also had, forget he woke up in his like neighbor's son's bed high on crack. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm saying, like he he was he, he was like Ally McBeal, uh, Coke bus every other week, and then this sort of reinvigorated his like renaissance. Fabro was coming off you know indie comedies and really just and and Zathura, which was a flop, but like. This movie, I still think it's. We got one minute. Yeah. Shit, you see, we're rushing each other here. Uh, uh, it it is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I, I, I don't think I can argue that. I think it holds up the test of time. Everything's going to be dated by jokes because comedy ages like white people. Um, <laughs> and speak for yourself. <laughs> I know that's my mortality speaking. But yeah, uh, it, it, it like Pat said, a perfect blend of the cheeky sort of superhero um, fantasy with. This darkness that was sort started to dominate the genre, a la Dark Knight and and Nolan's Batman trilogy. Uh, Terrence Howard fumbled a bag. Big <laughs> yeah, big time. Oh, next yeah. time is yeah. the greatest of uh, uh, famous final words ever. Famous last next words ever. Next time, baby. Next time, baby. That's, famous last words. That's the biggest takeaway I have from this film that I can add that you all haven't talked about already it's is that so good. Terrence Howard, along with other people that we're gonna probably get to when we talk about these other films. Has fumbled a bag by completely walking away from this MCU universe. He fumbled it so bad he can't do like basic edition anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next movie. That, that's the time yeah, right there. Right. Look at that. We're Iron good, Man man. We're good. We're good. No, it's not Iron Man Two. What's no, it's uh, Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Okay. Is the next movie. And with that, I'll start the three minute timer. Incredible Hulk. Very weird movie. Uh, it is Colossal not the same. Yeah, not the same guy who's going to be Incredible Hulk in the rest of these movies. But uh, Ed Norton. Uh, this is also the kind of like the uh, culmination of the fact that these movies were handled by different studios. Yeah. So obviously there was yeah. a different, uh, different vibe to all of these movies as well. Who directed this fucking movie? Uh, it was uh, directed Lewis by Leterrier? yeah, Le- the, guy the, did, the guy who did the Transporter movies. Okay, which like Transporter movies are way better. As I was say, they're far superior films as far as like. Uh, and energy and rhythm like it's like those movies are just like pure kinetic chaos and mm-hmm. and, and like amazing stadium choreography and shit and like campy fun too yeah. but like 
I I like this Hulk. It's obviously no. I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think either. it's a it's bad so movie. It's so boring. It's, it's way it's better just, than Ang Lee's. It, well, oh, yeah. Yes, it is. I I, dis- really I disagree with all of you here. I, I think Ang Lee's <laughs> is great. You think it's great? I think it's amazing. It's about fathers and sons. It, it's it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie about like it's a dad. It's a daddy oh, issue movie. Honest, I, when I saw and it, it looks like a comic board strip. I was like, I, I just didn't fuck with it when I saw it as a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. But like, it's probably better than I give a credit for. But Eric Ban is yeah, it's super Hulk, like ly- right? it's like lyrical and and the colors are incredible. Like, the yeah. color palette is but insane. Ang Lee is the fucking man. So yeah. like. Th- this uh, no one knew what to do with that movie, but yeah, this one is and like they still don't. I think uh, Whedon uh, said uh, <laughs> something that was really smart, which was uh, everybody keeps trying to make a superhero movie with the Hulk, and they need to be making a monster movie. Yeah, uh, which is that's I mean, a real, that's the man smart. has his, his big faults, but he's a good storyteller. Uh, and this movie, it's hard to do this in all the movies we're talking about. It may be the biggest offender in Tim Roth. Yeah, his abomination. And he should have came back. He should have. I, I mean, Tim Ross is the coolest fucking guy ever. Yeah, abomination looking like Hulk in this movie is one of the most egregious happenings of yeah. that in these movies. Yeah, and I think it's just instantly forgettable because it's not bad enough to be like, well, they took some wild swings here and yeah. it didn't always connect, but whatever. It's just so bland and middle of the road. I think it's watchable. It has watchability, and it's like an interesting like military sort of espionage not espionage but military like science like um like co-op sort of yeah i guess espionage ish kind of shit but like it just i forgot that movie even came out the same year when i saw (laughs) yeah when i saw that it came out the same year as iron man i was like whoa 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 i thought but it it was the culmination of the fact that both these studios were doing different things yeah they were like doing different things at the time it was like a 2006 movie or something (laughs) i couldn't believe it happened the fact that we're talking about it surprised me quite a bit why didn't norton come back he didn't promote this one that was the funniest part another bag fumbled okay (laughs) no i remember he was like fuck this movie it's bad i'm gonna cross my arms at oh yeah he did at press junkets yeah and comic-con and shit cheetle and ruffalo both improvements. Right, big improvements. I agree. Big no, improvements. No argument there. All right, uh, and uh, we're right on time. Right on again. time there. Uh, what do we got next? We got Iron Man two next. Okay, uh, well, yeah. Set six months after the original Iron Man. Okay, I'm uh, gonna pause real quick. Pause. So we're gonna give Iron Man one the thumbs up. We're keeping it in the store. Yes. And we're going to not keep. The Incredible Hulk. No, uh, we don't got to keep it. It's no. too boring. It's, it's, yeah, it would collect dust anyway. Nobody yeah. else will rewatch that. Shit. <laughs> so from there, we have uh, basically we we wait two years here. Uh, obviously, these movies are two big hits. They're also coming in the kind of in the shadow of the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. So mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting within the beginning of the the MCU how Batman and the DC thing was changing as well because Nolan was about to basically hang up his his cowl and yeah. say that he was done as well, but. In 2010, we had honestly, I thought it was a really quick turnaround for this movie. To be honest, we had Iron Man two. But it's really weird now that there was a two year gap. Yes, they didn't put out a goddamn movie. That's crazy. Now they come out every eight months. But I mean, Robert Downey Jr. didn't have shit to do. Yeah. So he he was probably kicking it. But uh, one thing I want to talk about before we get into Iron Man two, John Favreau. Before we had the Russos, before we had Taika, before we had Coogler. John Favreau really kind of structured. Even before Whedon did Avengers. Yeah, even before Whedon did Avengers. This was John Favreau's baby. And I think that one thing we should really look at here is the fact that a lot of the flow of these movies come from the the blueprint that he set in Iron Man 1. And a lot of it comes from like, you know, like... You know when you make a photocopy of a photocopy? Yeah. Oh, it's like like a GIF. Yeah, like you can tell like a little bit. And then you like you photocopy it again and you're like... 
oh, this is starting to look like shit, but we need more <laughs> copies, man. And like, then you get to 20 movies later. And they all have and red eyes and it says, <laughs> real hours. <laughs> real Marvel hours. <laughs> real Marvel hours. Okay, so Pat, let's get the timer on. We should probably uh, do a Fabro episode. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. Fabro episode's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, and, before you, right. and before you play, it's a very good point. It's like, first, we're now officially in the, the great space race of our time, DC versus Marvel, because they're trying to, they would be forever chasing each other's tail. After this well, movie. I think after Avengers is when this starts because well, 2012 is when Dark Knight Rises came out. Oh, that's when it like that really good. Clear. I think I, is it safe to say that Dark Knight was like the bigger phenomenon? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Those are the bigger. I phenomenon. mean, these also wouldn't be as big without that. Yeah, yeah. Because right? I think at that time we were like, okay, this Batman thing is happening, and we're waiting four years for it. But this shit's it might really happen because we're still getting these post-credit scenes yeah. in all of these movies, so we we can't wait to see what happens yeah. next. But and not to get in the weeds too much, but like. Just in terms of like box office sensations, Spider Man really was the first one of these to like totally fucking lay it down. The yeah. the, the old old one. Yeah, yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi joins. We we had the Sam Raimi episode last yeah. year. Check, check it out. out. Check it out. Uh, so Pat, can you start I the timer start for timer Iron Man Two? For Iron Man. Takes place six months after the original Iron Man. Uh, really stellar cast here. You have Mickey you have uh, Mickey Rourke joining Robert Downey Jr. as well as Sam Rockwell, not playing a racist, not but I mean, racist, but still a huge criminal. Still like, a really huge, huge guy. criminal. Uh, it's pre- it's basically set uh, in a in kind of. The type of thing that I like with these Iron Man movies is that they, is that they all deal with these, the consequences of what he does. Yeah. And that's what I really enjoy about them. And the consequence of him, obviously, the first movie saying, I am Iron Man, b- brings out more enemies. It escalates and it, he, so to the speak. The fact that like, he basically was like, oh, sold weapons. Yeah. And now like, doesn't want to sell weapons anymore. Like He has like one of the strongest like actual motivations Arts. as a character. And now that he's kind of like unraveling... He still, to me, is my favorite part of this franchise. I think he is too, but I think there are certain things they do later on in, in the phases that I think undermine the things that they built here. Yes. Uh, this movie is not that good. Um, I tapped out on it. I think that there are obviously things I remember from it. Um, like Tony Stark creating an element is yeah. really just ridiculous. Yeah. Like putting your hand in your ass and pulling something out type shit. Like. Yeah. I think that Mickey Rourke is spectacular, and he's not in this movie enough. I no. want my birth. <laughs> I, I stopped watching this movie. I've, I've watched this once in totality when I first came out, yep. and I've tried to watch it another time after, and this time, the last two times, I've tapped out every time at like the race, the racetrack scene. Like after it's I a Mickey great Rourke, scene. After yeah, I see Mickey Rourke there, I have no re- other reason to watch the movie after. Yeah, that, in yeah. my opinion, I, so. I enjoy it as like I know we start to throw this um, this description on like deeper into like once we get to Civil War and Winter Soldier and stuff how these movies become like oh they're not superhero movies they're like political thrillers which I, <laughs> I fucking hate these are cartoons shut up uh, but this one actually was the last one that kind of felt like there was some more moral like grappling with morals here and morality yeah. where it was like now this felt like we there was a deeper emotion, um, emotional sort of argument here about like Weapons pro- proliferation, war profiteering. This is a Cold War thriller. Like yeah. this is like old war Soviet scientists versus this hyper capitalist drinking vodka. Yeah, hyper capitalist <laughs> rich asshole billionaire guy who's starting to doubt himself. Like, oh, maybe I am the bad guy. This is the first time like a Marvel hero was like, I'm doing bad things. Yeah, but like if I do them for good reasons, does that change? My moral arc, and I thought that was an interesting conversation. And didn't I, Justin Thoreau write this too? Uh, yeah, I think he did. King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I, I mean, the the racetrack scene is amazing. Yeah, the great. whips are one of the best uh, villain things that they've it's come a up with. Good villain, it was a decent villain. And there there are times the element thing is so bad, 
but there are times that when I'm thinking about the best moments in this movie, that I'm like, oh, is this my favorite one? Like, I think about the Rockwell and the Rourke scenes with then, the bird. Then you, get to the, then you get to the end where they're basically upping the ante on fighting himself, and they, they're fighting yeah, a bunch of yeah. Iron Man suits, and it's like, these third Wait, isn't acts... That, isn't that three? No, it's it's two. It's it's literally two. Uh, that's our buzzer, yeah. baby. That's our buzzer. Uh, we are going to go to the next are movie. Are we keeping this one? I think we keep it. I, yeah. I keep it. Yeah. I, I won't keep it. As an, really? All right, so it's three, three do, one out? Yeah. yeah. You, I think so I, you guys win. The, the, the racetrack scene is, is enough to salvage. Yeah, and movie. like a post-Oscar Mickey Rourke just going fucking After nuts. Wrestler, yeah. Uh, Rockwell doing his, his signature footwork yeah. shuffle, which he's okay, amazing it's at. It's over. Iron Man 2 is over. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you, you were like, he's in, in love with this. I, I like these story. movies. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad to hear you t- talking about the movies that you like. I know. We'll see. It's about to ch- take, a, <laughs> take a pivot, my friend. So at the end of, this, of Iron Man 2... We see Thor's hammer, and this, and what's kind of incredible to me is that Thor comes out a year later. Yeah, these movies are. I mean, you have to remember, like Ooh, Thanos yeah. didn't show up for another like four years after the first time we saw yeah, him. The and first CGI version, I think, is at the end of Avengers. It is, and he looks like Grimace. He looks <laughs> literally terrible. Uh, but it leads us into Grimace is a man. Listen to a movie that I think a lot of people were kind of. Worried about the MCU at this point yeah. uh, in Thor, which has so many Dutch angles <laughs> that I sure. I have I tapped out it I tapped out about twenty minutes after yeah. the first Asgard scene of uh, this. I haven't. I really liked it at the time, and I was a big defender of it when it came out. Um, now, when I think about the villain at the end, I hate it so much. Uh, and like that fucking big like T Rex with the centipede head that shoots fire. Like, yeah, that thing sucks. The, like, Natalie Portman romance, like, they totally, like, they wouldn't give her her money, and she left to go make real movies again, so, like, yeah. they had to lose that storyline completely, which probably was ultimately an improvement for Thor's character, Agreed. but, like, it makes the movie far more, like, what what's happening here. It's funny that I think Thor, in the first, like, five years, they had no idea what to do with him. And like, we're, yeah, and he, he was, like, how Hawkeye is now, like, what, these movies are just, I did, this, this guy is kind of bland, and, like, luckily he's, he has far... Hemsworth has far more charm than than Renner. Yeah. But like, I feel like now he's one of the more popular because and it helped him. He's a better ensemble character. Like he works better off other people's yeah, energy. I that's think why, that's definitely true. Which I think he works in the Avengers, and that's why Ragnarok, which we'll get to, was like this ultimate showcase for him, which is one of my favorite ones. But we'll Some get there. Some of Asgard, I think, is actually pretty well done. Yeah. Well, are we um, talking? Are, are the time around? We can't talk yeah. about the movie in the time zone. It's on. It's on. Oh yeah. wow! Shit. Yeah. Been on. Uh, uh, I like Asgard. I think that like. Kenneth Branagh directed it. That, yes. that was my like, next big. It, what? It does. It's really weird. Some of these movies like ha- have weird directors. Ones. Yeah. Uh, he does manage to make it a little bit like Shakespearean and shit. I the Asgard scenes are very Shakespearean, yeah. and I'm glad they cut that out in yeah. the later ones. It, 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 I again, it's stuff I liked at the time, and so I still like have high enough fondness for and like an inkling to defend. But it's it doesn't look very good, uh, and I think that like yeah, other. Other than some of the stuff in Asgard and when Thor gets to Earth and he's, like, breaking tables with a beer and stuff. And, like, I thought that stuff at the time was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it as much now. But I think, honestly, you could miss this one. I, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it now. I was a fan of it when it came out. I didn't, I didn't, Yeah, I didn't understand the hate for it when it came out. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. But as, as years went on, I think I have watched this a lot. But, um, 
you know, once again, it, it suffers from third act-itis, where it's literally, like, at least it's not like a CGI fest like the rest of these are. It's very grounded in that way, yeah. which is kind of weird, because it's it Thor. Like desert town. Yeah, it's in, like, Mexico. This is the first big, like, mythology-heavy movie. In and they, and like, they have, like, the Tesseract, and Coulson's in it. And what's crazy is that they don't go too deep into the mythical in this one, like yeah. they do in the Dark World. It's very grounded in, in Earth, and I think that it's better for it, because I don't know if oh, everyone was yeah. ready for it yet. But, you know, we're we're kind of running into the part where it's like, all right, we're, this is really happening. Hawkeye shows up in this movie. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of different pieces are coming together. So it's like we're seeing the, the structure of these movies happen. Um, I, I just think that this is, before, like you know, pre-conversation of these movies being what they are. Thor is kind of like the start of where you start to see other characters showing up. Uh, so, Thor, are we keeping it or are we, are we leaving it? it no, I, I leave it, I, which may, it makes me sad. You say you leave it? Yeah, I, I, I say it's not in the story. Not in the story. I was going to say, I'm on the fence. I I, it was the one, I forgot Thor was even a standalone at one point. I, like, <laughs> he just seems like such a emboldened and like melded part of Avengers that it's like, I forgot the standalones existed until Ragnarok. But I feel like you got to keep it just to have some sort of coherency about, like you said, yeah. when the pieces start to move yeah, in I place for the it, future. It is the first Tesseract. But yeah. th- that that brings up Does another. That, that brings up exactly. another. It brings up another conversation where it's like we're talking about a lot of these movies as if they're like, oh, it's 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 setting up, it's building blocks. Yeah, and at some point, like, like the difference, I guess, is that like in Thor, like they do a good job of establishing what the Tesseract is, and like. I this I know the entry point into like a lot of where this movie these movies get like crazy. Yeah. But then if you're like, and I, how is this as a movie? Yeah. <laughs> but but thinking of like Age of Ultron in the same regard, I'm like, I have no idea how Age of Ultron fits into the overall plot of of the Avengers. But I can tell you exactly what happens in Thor and why it matters. Mm. So so I don't know. Uh, we're gonna same year. We're still in 20, 2011, A uh, couple of months later. We have uh, Captain America's first movie, The First Avenger. Yeah. Uh, star, this is Steve Rogers, uh, Captain America's first uh, first run at it. His first, first time running at this movie. This movie's so campy. This is like when the, I realized like that these movies were like run by like different studios. Yeah. I was at the time like confused. How is uh, Captain America Johnny Storm as well? <laughs> I was like, this is like, I was crossing over it. Like, so that's when I, like, when I started realizing, all right, these are actually ran by, like, different studios and stuff, so. Were you, like, 14 at the time? I was, like, 14, time, yeah. 15. I was, like, this isn't, like, adding up, like. So, uh, essentially, it's basically, it's, it's originitis. It's more origin movies. Yeah. There have been, we have literally run into, out of the, uh, what, four movies we've been talking about, two of them are origin movies. One of them is a sequel. Uh, and then you have this one. It's, it's, it's another origin. And there's another origin story where it's like, okay, we're, we're kind of getting originitis here. Um, it's really literally about Captain America trying to find the Tesseract in the 40s. Yeah. The Tesseract plays the MacGuffin in this movie. Uh, again. Yeah, again, Hugo Weaving as uh, Red yes. Skull. He's pretty good, but I mean, he, he's never bad. Like, but, but here's my thing with this. They kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And isn't he like... Or do they? At the time, yeah. they kill yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like that they kill every villain. At this point, every single movie that they've had, every villain bar Loki, they've killed. Yeah. In these in these movies so far, and Hulk is nowhere to be found. So like, Tommy Lee Jones, innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out uh, to Loki in the earlier movies, real quick. We didn't talk. He's really good in the in the early movies. I think he has a he's better in Dark World. But I, I don't have much to say about this. This I is another one I tapped out on. I yeah, tried I, to I, ta- I tapped out on this one about an hour. It is interesting to see, looking back with hindsight, like where the consensus building started 
to begin because like now Captain America is Bay, Chris Evans is like woke king, and like <laughs> we project these identities onto these mo- current iterations of these movies. Yeah. So like no one give a fuck about this movie. I mean, it, 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 it probably, it probably looks so goofy when he's so a fucking scrawny motherfucker. It's like so I don't like watching. It. I tapped like, out after forty minutes. This actually, this has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Christ Almighty, six point nine well, we, on, um, on IMDb. We, That's more fair. Yeah. We should. We'll probably end up talking about. More of that consensus building later, and whether it's yeah. falsely earned or not, but that's that's neither here. I leave it. I mean, leave it. We don't have much else to talk about with this movie. Yeah. I, so, talk, yeah, not get America First Avengers not in the video. Yeah, store. Not, yeah, yeah. not in the videos. And folks listening at home, like we're we're gonna get a little into the meteor stuff as far as these. these first, listen, man. These first movies, see these, are, these movies are old. That's they what I'm don't saying. Care about these movies, and like we don't care either. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> look, this is all play setting. Because I, it's I like, think. It really suck, and it was, <laughs> it was at this point where I kind of I was kind of like, um, thinking to myself, I was like, are these movies meant for like rewatches? Because I mean, just if you were to watch Thor as a standalone movie, there are very few movies in in this whole pantheon of twenty movies that are actually good standalone. Yeah, only movie that we're, we've kept here is Iron Man. That's the, everybody yeah, like that's the only good standalone yeah. movie out of I all think these by movies. The end, they're not none of them. Absolutely not. Well, maybe they only serve the purpose of getting to the next. The next yeah, point, even if they're really good. And the next point that we're gonna get to, we're in 2012. The Avengers. So we we are now at the uh, kind of like the the boiling point of the superhero movie extravaganza. This is the same summer that uh, Dark Knight Rises comes out, um, and Avengers came out. Uh, I want to say July. It came out July, right? May. May. It 4th. came out May. May and then 4th. and then Dark Dark Knight Rises came out July. Yeah. So like we we had already seen uh, the Avengers come out by the time Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> of course, breaking more records. Uh, you this know, is like a moment. Releases. This is like the moment you were talking about where you were saying like where you were starting to realize that the, these end credit scenes and everything where you like, all right, this is building to something. Bigger. Yeah. Like I remember, I never thought that I would see the Avengers like on in screen. One, yeah. In yeah. One film. When, when it like, happened, it was it like, was Oh, crazy. they did it. Like exactly. this is wild. So we had, it was a, once again, the same with Iron Man and, and the dark Knight. We had another, you know, summer where we were literally given some of our wildest dreams on screen. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with Batman rounding out his trilogy there, but the Avengers kind of starting a new, yeah. you know, series of comic book movies. I think I'm still optimistic at this point, but let's talk about the Avengers uh, itself. It, there's not much plot. There's <laughs> not. It, it, that's the thing with, like, in some of the movies it's good, and some of the movies it's bad, and it's probably, like, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably have not read a lot of event uh, comic book. I've only read Preacher. Okay, so I do have... <laughs> DC Vertigo imprint. I do have... I do have, like, a, a, some affinity for what Avengers does. Affinity I think War? what Infinity War <laughs> does also manage to do, which is, it feels like, even if it doesn't make it a good standalone movie, it feels a hell of a lot like you're reading an event comic that has, like, been building up yeah. and is now, like a, like, an explosion of of action, where the characters, do they really get enough time on screen to be defined if you haven't seen the other movies? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, the stars of this movie to me are Thor and Hulk. Yes. There are, spec- this is where, like Eric yeah. said, you start to realize that Thor is really good in an ensemble, because yeah. they start getting the, the, the kind of lovable idiot thing out of out of Thor, was like, yeah. I mean, hey, even Hulk is smarter than this guy, like, yeah. and I love it, well, you know. Yeah, he's the, a dumb jock, and like, you don't have that, you get to ping that off of other people, you can't really do that when you're 
Obviously, you, you his own character. The Natalie Portman, she's a scientist, and he's well, done. That's with why her. Loki is so important. Yeah, to and obviously, and obviously, it, it's it should be noted Joss Whedon did direct this movie and write it, but and he's he, the reason why Thor is how he is now. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. He kind of did, and he Whedon is very good at every one of his shows, both successful and unsuccessful, has been an ensemble cast show that is basically about a team of people like mm-hmm. uniting to kick ass. So. He was like really the right man for the job. Absolutely, for this. he took like he there. It's quippy, like nonstop, which is something that he's really good at. And again, it's something that people have tried to replicate. They've tried like uh, Taika did a great job with Thor. I don't think the Russos do a good job with it. It's it's a simulation. Yeah, I don't think they do a good job with it. But I think essentially in the end, uh, with a couple seconds left. The Avengers really kind of showed us that it was possible, even if the third act isn't the greatest and some of yeah. this, there is no plot here. The the shots in this movie, the shot where they're all spinning and they're yeah. all there, it's like yeah. that is an iconic yeah. movie shot, and I don't think you can deny that. Oh yeah, when Hulk punches the the, I'm always angry. That's right? yeah, 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 I'm always angry. That's, uh, that's it has those moments. Yeah. That's and cinematic. that's like, that's a well written fucking line. Yeah, like a character too, and, and delivered and, incredibly well too. Yeah. Like like kind of kept it underplayed and like I don't know. That's his yeah. Ruffalo sweet spot. Like the Harry Potter movies, when even when the movies aren't good, the casting is pretty much. We're over time. We're over time. Okay, we're over time. Avengers is in the store, right? First no, thing, I'm not keeping it. You're not keeping it. I'm I was tapped out after the Black Widow scene, like 15 minutes. Okay, into I guess I bigly keep it. I'm keeping it too, and so it's a 50 50 split. But I'll Dang. explain why I kept it during Ultron. Okay. 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 All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? I'll keep it because you know what? If we're framing it from the last two. Avengers movies well, it's the best Avengers yeah, movie yeah, so yeah I'll keep it yeah. I'll keep it uh, we're moving into phase 2 really okay. quickly we're moving up to 4 minutes for phase 2 here uh, this started in 2013 literally a year after Avengers there's no breathing room Downey Jr. is back in the role of Iron Man directed by Shane Black someone who Downey, is, Downey Jr. is very familiar with uh, they, they've worked together in the past a Christmas movie of course mm-hmm. Uh, but now, what, I mean, now really the, the biggest thing to note from phase two is that MCU is unburdened from any type of competition for quite, a, quite some time. There is no DC movies on the horizon until uh, Superman comes out. I believe in, I think Superman was 2013, wasn't it? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Was Man of Steel 2013, Cam? Uh, let me, let me I think see. so. Man of Steel. I think actually, yeah, because I remember going to see that. I remember going to see it on the movies on a date. It was like June of that year. I remember Man of Steel. Yeah, we go on dates. 2013. Here, like, it was 2013, 2013, like June, but it was unburdened from um, any like huge. June 14th. Universal, universe type shit going there was no on. Other machine. Yeah, there was no other machine. It was unburdened by like, there was no Batman. How about yeah. that? There was no Batman no. coming. Yeah, yeah like it, it was literally that. Well, it was like it. the DC wave like crested and crashed with I like Batman Man of Steel bro. too, even though that's a separate conversation. I, I actually enjoyed Man of Steel a little bit, so. So, <laughs> so we, we're going to start off uh, with Iron Man 3, directed by Shane Black. This happens, uh, th- this movie happens quite some time after the original Avengers with, with actually, once again, Tony Stark dealing with the ramifications of what happened in the Avengers, which, uh, which is a really cool story plot there. But one thing about Iron Man 3, uh, he's not in the suit for a lot of this movie. Regular man. Regular man. The, the, the crux of this movie, uh, which is called Iron Man, is that he doesn't need the suit to be a hero. How do you feel about that one, Pat? Uh, he needs the suit. Yeah. Uh, this movie... Uh, I tapped out in 45 minutes. The, the end is 
Let me, this movie ends with like him fighting a million Iron Men on a boat or something. <laughs> it's become a trope at and this then, point. And then like, who's the Guy Pierce? Guy, Guy Pierce becomes the human Iron Man yeah. who can breathe fire. Yeah, it, it's this is another one of my least favorite. Villain is just the hero. Made a billion. This movie made a billion dollars and was the highest grossing superhero movie of all time until Infinity War. That's crazy. Yeah. This, until that's yes. wild. That's really shocking. Because it was, it, I, I believe, I, I want to say Black Panther beat it and then Infinity War beat that yeah, a yeah, couple okay, months later. Okay, yeah. But it's the highest grossing one. That's shocking to me. So, uh, how do you feel about this, Eric? I know you're a Shane Black fan. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't remember if you said you like this one. It, again, it, it we I definitely wouldn't keep it in in the video store, but like it it doesn't suffer from the uh, first Hulk problem, which is so bland that it it's instantly forgettable. This yeah. movie's insane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It, it feels like either the studio ripped it away from Shane Black, or they tried to rip it away, and he's like, "I'm gonna show you just how off the rails I can take this." Shit. <laughs> and uh, part of me respects it. Obviously, uh, it does not work, and. He immediately retreated back to his sort of mid-budget neo-noir sort of wheelhouse. Well, the most interesting part is we that got nice guys. The, the, the most the nice guys was next. And the most classic. interesting part of this is that Disney had taken over at this point. So there might be truth to what you're saying, Eric, is yeah. in that they didn't want the Shane Black quips and stuff like that because it, it's re- really it's a, inst- it's a means to an end with these movies at this point for Disney, where it's like you're just building to the next thing anyway. Yeah. How'd you feel about the movie, Kim? I, another one I couldn't make it through. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make it through this yeah. one either. I, I I I was so glad they had the the uh, the extremist suit. Yeah, yes. But then they did yes. nothing with it, and yeah. I, I was that pissed me off. I'm, just, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like watching these movies, it ended up like eventually turning into like hate watch, <laughs> speed dating. Like these films, like that's all right. We're, we're ten minutes. Sorry, it's time. <laughs> well, a lot of times when you watch the first ten minutes, you're like. Oh, like it jogs your memory for exactly. the rest of the movie yeah. too. So like, yeah, like I'm, I was like reading Wikipedia pages and watching YouTube clips. What about the shit. Mandarin? The Mandarin thing, I think, is the biggest controversy of this movie. That the Mandarin, they hyped it on the, like, the Mandarin, of it. and they faked you out on that. I think that movie. I think that a lot of people thought that that turn was ingenious. A lot of people didn't like that turn at all. I'm on the side of like. I just didn't care. I didn't I, care enough about like, it. Kingsley is funny enough. Yes. That it like, it works, but like. As far as whether it works in the greater theme of the, or the greater uh, uh, in the greater arc of the film or like the, or, or the universe, I, I don't know. It's but more like, good cast. Yeah, it's just funny shit. Should they have gone to the alcoholic route instead of the PTSD route here? Uh, I mean, probably neither one is the most graceful yeah. Uh, yeah. handling of events. Yeah. We'll just flip a coin on that one. Uh, I'm not going to keep this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm not either. So uh, we're, I, I think we're I think we're under time here. Yeah, we are 20 seconds under time. All right, cool. I, I got a quick 20 seconds on this. This is when it starts. This is 2013 was before Twitter is what we knew. We were on it, but yeah. we really didn't have the power of like... A lot of you people listening weren't on it yet. You came out and fucking ruined it. <laughs> this was before woke, woke corporate Twitter where like Netflix accounts talked to you like they were your woke pal. Uh, before they co-opted the language of like struggle and social justice. Um, Netflix has a black person account. On Twitter, I think that's like really cool and also said, very scary. They literally just typed from the first person. They said, "I don't think we should use the word rom com anymore, chick flick, or whatever that that yeah. was." I'm like, first of all, you guys still have chick flicks up there, like <laughs> their label, not mine. They label it that. Just saying, but also, I was kind of a power move. It was, <laughs> it was so creepy. But I'm saying, like, this is when it starts to become harder to the lines begin to blur between like just normal fandom of these movies uh, being popular versus like. 
this strange confluence of obsession, obsession really. and consistency building online, which takes on a life of its own when, you know, the the actors become in on the game too, where it's like, we're just going to be normal, cool people who tweet at each other and then go on Fallon and lip sync and shit. Like, this is right when things begin, begin to take a darker turn as Disney gets involved. Uh, so we wait a couple of months. Uh, the in uh, the end credit scene on Iron Man three is inconsequential. It's literally nothing. It's him and uh, Banner hanging out, which is kind of weird oh, for yeah. a first movie. I, I it was kind they of they never developed that relationship to the extent they should have. Yeah, they went yeah, because they just kind of. Uh, we'll talk about it. They need a better director. Um, so we go we go a couple of months to November where we get Thor: The Dark World, directed by Alan Taylor. Um, Future. Can you never have? Can you put in the uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know the Kill Bill siren? Can, can, you, can you put that in when you say the name of the movie? We are listen. We are nearing. We're nearing like the point of no return of these movies. Yeah. I, I think a lot like the, it's about to be a real dark time for these movies. I for like me. plenty of the movies after this, but I think this is their worst movie ever. Like to waste Christopher Eccleston in in this capacity, I think is horrible. I think the dark elf makeup is really bad. I think. While the Loki and Thor stuff, yeah, I mean that stuff is just gonna be good because both of those. I guys like are brother great. stories yeah. anyway. I like brother stories, and I really like both of those guys. Natalie Portman looked like she wanted to be anywhere in the world, but there. Yeah, <laughs> this movie gets a just slam dunked out of the store for hmm. me. Uh, so I, I guess before we, I mean, I don't think I have anything good to say about it. Cam no. doesn't. Eric obviously doesn't. I don't. I tapped out. Like I, I, I don't. I actually like. <laughs> Turn, I like made an audible sound. When I, turned <laughs> <the TV> <laughs> I can't believe you even try to watch this again. It's well, so bad. I try to oh, look, man. I take I, I take the pod seriously and like as cynical <laughs> as cynical and jaded as I am, and like sometimes contra- contrarian. Like there are movies that I like genuinely that you guys think I'm just bullshitting because a certain actor's in them. Uh, I actually enjoy them. We'll get to those soon. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize you were talking about Avengers movies. Yeah. I was, um, this one is is beyond the pale. Um, uh, do we want to spend two minutes and thirty seconds? No, on the ab- absolutely <laughs> don't. Uh, no, I think I think really just really the storyline here is that they introduce one of the the new Infinity Stones, the Reality Stone, mm-hmm. which comes into play later I on. Know the fuck that is. That, <laughs> but uh, we're I'll not tell you what. we're not keeping Thor: The Dark World. You can go ahead and cut the timer on that one. We're not gonna we're not even gonna try and scrounge up anything to say here. It's but it's a we, bad movie, bad bad filmmaking going on there. But we would wait a year. Until April 2014, until we got uh, my favorite Marvel movie of the, of them all. I, I I said this and I've said this a lot. This movie reminds me of Metal Gear Solid in a lot of different ways. Uh, we're talking about Captain America: Winter Soldier from 2014. Um, once again, this this now this is a political thriller to me. I, I think that the story strong enough. I think the action is very very much like it reminds me of a Tom Clancy type movie. Yes. With, with superheroes. And I agree with you, but again, it, now we're watching this turn of adding a... Political slant? No, just an importance and a... We started talking about these movies like they were fucking like, like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Well, but here's the thing. I don't think all political... Like, people's minds can jump to that. But I think the important thing to remember is that... And I'm not saying you're guilty of this. I'm just mm. saying this in general. That like... Something being like a political thriller or like, well, and there's definitely kind of a difference between like, there's a difference between Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and like, uh, what's the fucking Dustin Hoffman, we were there, the reporters. Wag the dog. Oh, uh, all the presidents. Yeah, <laughs> like those and like, 
you know, a Tom Clancy political thriller. And like, exactly. this is structured and feels like a political thriller in a lot of ways, but I don't think we have to attach the gravitas That's, of- that's exactly right, you nailed it. We foisted a, a yeah, gravity and, a, and a, um, an intellectual sort of stripe to it. These movies are, it was a well-made movie. The Russo it feels like a Bourne movie Yeah, the, the Russos are competent enough directors. Uh, I feel like they lose their groove the deeper we get into these, into the universe because all, all tours get stripped away by Disney, by Feige. Uh, the deeper they get into it, it's what drove Whedon crazy. This is a, this is this is a very snappy, slick action movie. And I thought that Whedon literally went and lived in a cave. Yeah, yeah no, fuck it, dude. We <laughs> my man. I mean, fuck that guy. But that shit was crazy. Man. I thought <laughs> I thought that um, I thought that Sebastian Stan in his first his first movie or his first stand, so to speak, as Winter Soldier here, he looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I sat yeah. and watched this whole thing. Like, this, he's the coolest motherfucking villain that they've ever done. And he's a villain that had heart and a story. And they didn't kill him. And they didn't kill him. Um, because I, they needed him. <laughs> essentially, the story here is that they are basically upending everything about the first phase. Uh, we, we're learning now that S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually the big bad. And the yeah. whole time they've been behind all of all Which, of like, they only kind of were for a minute. Like, yeah. They, they weren't really that bad. Like, get back to Thanos. Like, <laughs> get back to the real shit. Um, I, I love the action here. The elevator fight still one of my favorite scenes. Uh, I love the third act as well. Love Frank Grillo. Love Frank Grillo. Uh, well, he, he doesn't become crossbones yet. Okay, excuse, excuse, excuse me. Not, not excuse until, me. Uh, not until Infinity, no, Infinity War, Civil War, see, Civil War. See, can't. I can't remember them. I, I really love this movie. Uh, I, I, I like it a lot, too. I uh, keep it. I keep it. Uh, I think it's a good train scene. Oh, yeah, uh, really good, really good scene. And, like, it's hard to, like, I think only two superhero movies that I really like the train scene were The Wolverine and this. The and train scene in The Wolverine is not, I keep telling Eric, man. 23rd scene, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Eric leaves it out every year. On every this year in his top <laughs> 10. He leaves Never out the Wolverine. The hand, the hand-to-hand combat is actually really crisp too. The, it's not edited to hell, and it actually looks kind of there's a brutality you get to the, it. Like thuds, yeah. of Like the the limbs. Two fucking honk units is throwing down. <laughs> um, I will say this: I like the Russos. I signed their loyalty oath that they put on Twitter yesterday. Or the other day. <laughs> um, but they have not directed a better action sequence than the paintball game from the end of season two of Community. It, it is amazing. I'll leave yeah. that there. I don't even watch that show. That's some white people shit. We're all gonna keep. We're all we're gonna <laughs> keep Captain we're, America. We're keeping. We're yeah, keeping this. <laughs> he's a white nationalist. We're, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a Democrat. Are, are we? Are we keeping? We're keeping this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all we right, gotta awesome. keep it. Cool. So okay. cut the time there. End of this movie, we are introduced uh, to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They're being held Who's against their be will. Who? Oh, wait, Ultron? Uh, yes, we're, we're preparing. We're, we're going into Ultron. But before we go to Ultron, we're going to go to space for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, let's do in it. In 2014, a couple of months after that. Uh, directed by James Gunn. Someone Ooh, who... Someone, Someone who's going to be very instrumental in the phase three of, of uh, Marvel and really just screenplaying and, and really acting out a lot of these things and, and kind of storyboarding these these movies from, from this point on because of what he brings to yeah, it. Yeah, he was maybe the last person in terms of like we had Favreau, mm-hmm. then Whedon, and then Gunn was probably the – and, and it, not the same exactly, but Taika yeah. maybe. Like he those, could be the next those one. Those four guys have been in like the the – like – they have the main thing that the Russos do, and even though they try to get indie directors to do good shit, they don't. But yeah. then those four guys the come works. in there and do like a, we'll bring some real personality into this yeah. motherfucker, and then they launch it forward with some good shit for a little while. So we're introduced to really a different, I mean... James Gunn's from St. Louis? Yeah. 
Hey man, there you go. Cam loves it already. No, uh, I'm actually ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians, um, a movie that's aged weirdly for me, as far as like uh, rhythm and and just the way that the movie is, is it bounces. It, yeah. It's a it's a fun, different movie than the rest it of them. It caught me off guard when it first came out because I had no expectations for this film. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought it was yeah. gonna fail. Yeah, exactly. When <laughs> it first it came be. out, I, like I, I, this is how low the expectations were for me and for my family. We went to see <laughs> my the movie. family. Like it was I, like we it was like a, a Saturday night and we had nothing to do and we were like, hey, do you guys want to go to the movies? But my parents were like you want you guys want to go to the movies? We we're like, yeah. Like what's out? We were like, nothing's out. This movie's out. <laughs> we're like, nothing's out. So like so we we're like, well, let's just go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just go see it. And so we went to see it and I remember we were all actually like thoroughly entertained while seeing the film. Like I had no expectations for it going into. It. I thought it looked campy. I thought it looked like really corny. Yeah. Like. Going into it's like Fleetwood Mac, a guy's a tree. Yeah. Like, what's happening? But like, Batista's killing it. Oh my god! Batista. I thought the opening. I thought the beginning of the movie, like, it, it immediately was a, a little bit more emotional than I expected. Yeah. It to be. Like yeah. the first scene with a uh, Star Lord as a kid going yeah. to his, like in like. So it, it was it was pretty good to me. I thought that Guardians. This is one of the better MCU movies for sure. Oh, big time. Um, I didn't like the third act, man. <laughs> I, I didn't like the third act. I, I'm sorry, but the third act really takes it like the dancing shit. The the dancing shit is a little like it's it's, it's no Nova Core. Yeah, no Nova Core. And again, I, I ask these questions like this is one of the the only movies that I would say you can watch this as a fucking standalone. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, that is it. Like yeah. this is a movie. That's why I hold it kind of in such yeah. high regard in comparison to the other ones. I you know what I'll keep it. I'll keep Guardians. Yeah, I'm keeping the I I like it. Uh, I. Don't like the second one. We'll talk about that. The second I, one's I, one of their what? One of their worst ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, what I appreciate most about this is this weird uh, this this choice by Gunn to like create these really indelible, fantastical images that, but are also like photorealistic too. It's like yeah. photorealism, yeah. but like with a pop of color and like this weird sort of bizarro like. Almost like this the Ellie Valley sort of shit. Like yeah. it, it, it was um it was a unique watch. It was like I hadn't seen like a movie like that should be bright primary colors and fun. You know, I I, I grow sour on all I've gotten cynical towards the sort of quippy humor. It's like too cool for school and like not really it's like almost anti anti humor, uh, at this point. But like it worked here and at the time it was enjoyable. So I'm keep I I keep the first guardians. All right. All right, let's cut it off. Cut it there. We had twenty seconds. There. We're doing. We're doing good. We're getting good. through. We're right because the thing is, when phase three hits, that's when the arguments start. Yeah, because that's when I get. That's when I get like legitimately angry. I don't get like even if I would defend one of these, I could never get angry about it. So next we'll, up, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Next up, we a lot of people were really waiting for this one. I, I think that the Age of Ultron uh, storyline arc from the comics is one of the most beloved. Arcs, one of the most brutal arcs, yeah. really, in Marvel history, and then we got the movie. So yeah. uh, a lot of hype was 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 started for this. This is supposed to be the biggest movie ever, and at the time it was. Yeah, you know, it made a lot of money. But we're gonna go right into Avengers: Age of Ultron, twenty fifteen. We had to wait a yet another year for this, directed by Joss Whedon. This is the movie that broke him. Yeah, yeah. this is when we started to see chinks in the armor, both in the actual quality of these films. Obviously, there's been some absolute duds and stinkers like Thor 2 but like this became like the event movie that they were counting on less cynical and jaded viewers watching because 
this movie is a hot fucking mess. <laughs> From and, start to finish. And it became this sort of... We, we, saw the, we saw the shift, the paradigm shift and like the sea change in tone and how people talked about it too, especially critics. Uh, when we were talking about how we got into this world of consensus building. Um, I don't think this movie has any sort of... I mean, take away all the shitty and creepiness of Joss Whedon. Guy, as Pat was saying, is an excellent writer and has an eye for these kind of fantastical superhero movies. Ensembles. Yeah, it's definitely ensembles. The I, jokes didn't hit. It, it was, everything felt sort of just like sucked out of, like sucked from, life was sucked from it. You can just tell they were like, do it again, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like it, this one felt like every frame was focus grouped to hell by someone in the Disney, you know, corporate board, the executive offices that like, it, it, even before we heard that Josh had to go live in a fucking hole in the ground that like it's like this did not feel like a human this was the beginning where it became the algorithm was making these movies yeah. it was algorithmically made it felt like I, I, the craziest thing about this movie to me is like I, when they cast Spader as Ultron I was like god damn that's he's great fucking, he's really good he's great but he doesn't like the all, when Ultron is bad it's not because of him it's because they didn't design the, the, the character itself yeah. well enough like yeah. the it has a few like really iconic moments like when he leans in and says there are no strings on me like that was like a big trailer moment that played well in the movie yeah very scary and unsettling moment and I don't think the movie reaches that again no. I, I think the the big thing is here once again it Ultron carries in every single thread from everyone's individual movies and that would be uh, Tony's you know uh, reluctance to talk you know to, to kind of face his own demons is this the demons. movie where they all face their own fears for a brief yes. period of time yes Possibly the worst scene Marvel has ever done, <laughs> because, other than the scene in Ant Man. Because, because Tony sees Thanos, Thanos yeah, yeah, in the movie, and yeah. he sees that it's coming, yeah. basically, and, and like he gets the, afraid. The shit they put on, uh, like the Romanov one, is like kind of icky. Like just like the, it's the Hulk like, in uh, Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch? No, Wish, no, uh, it's it's a. Uh, she's like she like can't uh, have kids oh like, yeah like it's like a really weird way to introduce that aspect Joss Whedon can't write line. women though well he can't he can't do, he can't do a lot of things his show yeah. when it comes to women he, Buffy's very good no I'm talking about like Oh yes. oh yes, that that was that's what was <laughs> yeah. his main fault. But yes. I, I just think this movie was just there. There were a lot of thing. There were a lot of cooks in the kitchen here. There was too many ideas. Well, yeah, I don't. I honestly like Whedon should have been able to have the foresight to not do this. Right. But I don't think a lot of this is his fault. I was gonna say it's not his fault in this time because imagine being an auteur and this is like this huge auteur project that also doubles as a blockbuster. That but you're told you can't. Hey, we're gonna let you like stage three, like you know focal set pieces they're all gonna be for the trailer but the rest of this movie is we need you to write sell toys bro sell toys <laughs> but also set up 10 things from 10 years from now and 10 different movies that you will have nothing to yeah. do with or care because this is a machine that cannot die because this movie the ramifications of this movie are still being felt in the movies yeah. today yeah. they're yeah. still and being referenced and he had to be like well Avengers 1 was like a lot simpler and like yeah. it went really well yeah like, and they were like there's 30 more people in this movie in every scene. I think my issue with this is it's unnecessarily dour, and I don't think Marvel does that very well, no. and I think that's why Ultron just didn't yeah. work for me. And the whole script is just plotted terribly. Yeah. And it needs work. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, so that's the lowest so one. So that's basically, well, other than uh, Dark World. Okay. Like, that's basically an F for a Marvel movie. Like, if you get a 75%, at this point, like, we're talking about consensus building and everything, yeah. like a 75%. 
it's pretty low. And I know Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter, but to these, the Marvel kids, that yeah. it does yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. does yeah. matter to them. That's why I keep referencing it. It was really only a very brief period of time because now the only person buying Blu-rays is like me. But <laughs> for a while, they would put like the Rotten Tomatoes rating with a sticker on the package. On the pi- not not oh, just yeah. Marvel. It, like everybody Everything. started doing it yeah. for a little while. And then, and that was in the brief period of time when Rotten Tomatoes had mainstreamed and people were also still buying home media. So it was just, it was a small window. Let's so uh, we're not keeping Age of Ultron. No, I, I think no. un- undisputedly the, the worst thing we've seen. Well, like I said earlier, the ramifications of this movie are going to be felt throughout the rest of, of this series. Uh, but we got one more movie before break. It is Ain't Main. Okay. From 2015. It ends on a positive note. Um, Ant-Man uh, 20, uh, comes out, uh, I want to say a year after, I think. No, it was, comes out a couple months after uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron. Of course, Scott Lang played by Paul Rudd. Uh, really great ensemble cast here. Uh, T.I.'s in it, you know. Yeah. T.I.'s in it and uh, uh, protesting this movie right now. Oh my! Oh my! Wow! You're, you're not an Ant Man fan. He's not. a Ti fan right now. Oh, okay. He's not. Okay. A, he's not on Ti wave right now. So we well, won't get much they, from him. There was, we're, we're going through these movies expeditiously. <laughs> <laughs> this was um, this was an interesting time because you know it was a, the confluence of uh, we we hear, heard about the the back breaking uh, soul crushing work of Joss Whedon and how Ultron sort of drove him out of the country and he didn't want to make movies for a long time. He got yeeted into a hole. Yeah, yeeted his body into a cave, <laughs> and then and then we had Ant Man where there was this controversy because Edgar Wright was supposed well, to direct it. This was a public humiliation for Marvel, unlike any I've ever seen. Truly, and and Edgar Wright had this you know really uh, kaleidoscopic <laughs> concept for it, almost like of, of the Scott Pilgrim. You know, uh, uh, school of, school of filmmaking, but yeah, it became this big creative battle, and that goes back to this cynicism and and sort of you know corporate sanitizing of these fun superhero movies that and directors yeah, and they rip they rip um, they rip Ant Man away from from Edgar Wright. I mean, it was cool that Adam McKay got to stay on board and write most of the script with Paul Rudd. That's where all the that sort of bouncy comedy comes from. That's and how they got it back. Yeah, that's <laughs> how they got it back. And then uh, Peyton Reed is that is that the director who yeah. they went with? He's he's fine, I guess, yeah, more or less. But capable like capable director, cap- capable guy. But that that's what this movie, that's what this cinematic universe turns into is just middle of the road boilerplate. Just like yeah, this is perfectly fine. I remember instead of someone who actually has a flair for taking risks and making something we haven't seen before, like Edgar Wright, that was too much of a risk yeah. for for Disney to bank on. Because uh, what do you think the Peyton Reed version would have looked like? This is me the Edgar Wright. I mean, like the Edgar Wright version. I'm sorry. Like, I'm like sorry. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it probably would have been like fucking way more. It probably would have looked in ways a lot more like a comic, but yeah. like literally more like a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this movie's I, just there for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, but like when I saw it, uh, like I think my roommate and I were like, we just bought one of the new Pokemon games and we needed to play it for like twelve hours or so, <laughs> and so we just queued up like a few. VOD movies and he'd seen that hand and I was like what, what's the deal with this he's like it's gonna be perfect for, for this and it was perfect <laughs> we just sitting around watching it while we played Pokemon uh, so Ant-Man I probably won't keep it I, I didn't watch it on our rewatch I skipped it um, I mean the movie's just there for me it's, it's pretty average yeah it's I mean this turning. is the movie I was alluding to earlier when I was like you guys think I just ironically like these movies only because Paul <laughs> Rudd is in them which is kind of true but like going back to like I know you hate when I say this I think Ant-Man and Thor Rag, because of the comedic spin to it, these movies realize that these movies are supposed to be silly, 
And I know you don't like, you said superhero movies aren't silly, but I think they are. And that's okay. Silly does, is not a pejorative here. These movies have fun. Batman should be silly. Yeah, Batman shouldn't. No. That's grim. That's okay. <laughs> but that's when we were talking about Man of Steel, why I like Man of Steel, I like the darker type of film. I don't like these, yeah. these like, I think the, the darker one is a tighter rope to walk. Yeah. And it's hard why, to get right. Like, that's why I don't like really take these Marvel movies that seriously because the stakes never really feel that high. But that's, like, as long as you're consuming them like like that, yeah. then like you can enjoy it and yeah. be like, but, that, but like, I've now enjoyed this movie and I will now move on with my life. And I completely agree, Cam, because it's like, these movies aren't serious, but they think they have the weight of the fucking world. We're making like high art here. I'm like, no, these movies should be dumb like space operas like Ant-Man yeah, and exactly. fuck that and that's I why I like them I watch the movie I yeah. don't care if it's dumb <laughs> I like dumb things that's why I like that's why I like Guardians of the Galaxy so much because yeah. I don't it's not it, like these movies started to take on like these cataclysmic like type of fucking end of the world type of situation yeah, they bought into their own myth they're joking 60% of the movie like and speaking of that, as we end... That's the end of phase two. That's the end of phase two. So as we end phase two, I think Cam's you know, last point kind of sheds light on what we're about to go into. The, the narrative of these movies is about to change. And it makes... And that... It, for me, that's what I struggle with the most in terms of consuming them. Is just yes. like, I don't want to... Like, just let me watch the movie alone, and I don't no, want to think about it. No, you're not getting shit. that. Because what Cam just said... It's happening. I don't want to see the gifts, and I don't want to see any of this stuff. It's, it's happening with these next nine movies that we're gonna go over. Oh my it. god! Everything <laughs> is going to Hell change. Okay, we're gonna blow through them. We just what was that? Ten minutes? No. <laughs> so when we get back on this supersized episode of uh, Late Fees, we're gonna be in Phase Three of Marvel, which includes Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, uh, Black Panther, and more on Late Fees. Be right back. So. This all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stuck. We got him. Banner? Just like you said. Then tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I, I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Welcome back to Late Fees Tap or Snap. We are dying here. Tap or Snap. We have gone through 12 movies of the MCU. Now this is our toughest moment yet. This is phase three. And um, really... We've assembled. We have reassembled here. To talk about phase three, uh, before the break I said this is where the commentary kind of became different. Uh, 2016 is a very tenuous year for... Not only Marvel, because of the DC, the the burgeoning DC universe that they were trying to build at the time, and also because there were a lot of big moves being made. Obviously, Kevin Feige, uh, the biggest move he's, I think this is the biggest power move they ever made, was getting Spider-Man back. Regardless of like the content of the films, yeah, it's a man. It's they they needed it mandatory. 
And for like how bad I mean, I I hated Garfield at first, but he wasn't that bad. But well, he was pretty bad. Andrew they, Garfield, you mean? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They they swung it back in the right direction. Yeah, yes. I think Tom Holland is great. I think he's great as Spider Man. I I've yeah, always even when play, he needed to do it, it yeah. was good. It mo- much more necessary than the X Men. Absolutely, and and I I think honestly with you know what they're doing now. Obviously, I don't have a lot of faith in what they can do with the X Men because of how surface level they keep things and, yeah. and how very deep the X Men can X-Men get. Is it's, like, the, the idea that X Men exists alongside other superheroes and it's, inc- it's incredible. Its own world of yeah, it's its own universe. Like it, needs, it should not be in Marvel. Yeah, it needs to be. That's what. That's a like superhero story that needs to be dark. I think that the X Men movies, like you said, they they're too deep and like it's too much. It's too layered for it to be. Jokes. Like it can still be a. Of quote unquote family friendly film, yeah. but like it shouldn't be. I mean, X one and two are like they're not like no X X two is one is one of my favorites. It's, a, it's also a brutal movie. Yeah, yeah. X two is great in my opinion. Yeah, I love. I, it. I agree. Yeah, um, I, I think they're both really good, but yeah, X two is like exactly. They were like, okay, that was good. Here we exactly. go. Exactly. So coming into this, we were, of course, there was the standoff. Uh, for, obviously, the first movie we're going to talk about before we start the timer is uh, Captain America Civil War, which brings the Russos back to do the sequel to uh, Captain America. But before we start the timer on that, obviously, we have to talk about the standoff that was this movie and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Um, that movie oh, yeah, was, let's, let's talk about they were literally supposed to come out at the same time, literally the same month. Uh and basically, I, I'll say this, that, that, that Warner Brothers blinked and they said, you know, we're going to move they it. Pushed it they pushed it up yeah. to March. Uh, that movie, of course, came out two months before uh, Civil War. It was completely lambasted, which started really yeah. the conversation here uh, that has really just gone on for years at this point. It's almost tiresome, even as DC starts to kind of regain footing. I don't think there should be a con- like, I, I don't think they should be pitted against each other. I don't, no. I don't understand that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I like BVS more than Civil War. I think it's the better movie, in my opinion. And a lot of the stuff that people killed BVS for happens they, in many it Marvel happens movies. in a lot of Marvel films, especially and, Civil War. Exactly. I blame uh, critics for this a lot. I, yes, there. That's what I want to get to. I don't particularly think like I don't think pitting them against each other is particularly productive because you don't do that in most other films. You don't do that to romantic films. Like, you don't do that to drama films. Uh, and I, I, the, when I finally saw BVS, the reaction to it was especially surprising to me. It wasn't my favorite movie ever. Uh, there's plenty of things I didn't like about it. There's plenty of things I did like about that it. I didn't understand why, it. yeah, I didn't understand that why it didn't receive like at least the reception of like a lower end Marvel movie. Ultron has a seventy five percent. BBS has like a fifty. Yeah, no, it has like a. It's like it's like a twenty. It's like twenty eight. Yeah, it's lower. Oh, wow. it's much lower. Yeah, it's, it's like a twenty eight. It, meta score is probably like in the thirties or twenties. Yeah, it, it was. This was the opening salvo of what I was bringing up earlier about how we we saw a radical shift in how twenty eight percent. Yep. How we forty four on Metacritic. A, ra- a radical shift in how we discuss these movies and like not to go full Trumpian and like be like the evil critics, but like. We also need to have an honest conversation about access. This is access journalism that critics don't want to ruin. Mm-hmm. And we saw this when Disney fucking ripped away their uh, advanced screening rights when they uh, when a LA Times article said, you know, oh hey, like just so you know, Disneyland is like responsible for some of the most radical and disgusting, uh, or not radical, rapacious uh, displacement of people, causing a homelessness crisis, usurping the. Uh, the uh, the resources of Anaheim, while you know the the corporate side gets rich, and they rip the critics' um, 
advanced screenings away, and then they all just capitulated and apologized, like, please let us watch movies again. I do have to say, about Disneyland, I've been waiting to say this a long time. Oh, no. The oh, annual pass holder sticker that people have on the back of cars, feel like it's like an A, then the mouse yeah, yeah, head, and, and the then P. a P. Yeah. I seriously, every time, I'm like, Alien versus Predator, why do people do that? <laughs> and I'm like, I got, it gets me every time. It's cult, I, it's I thought it was acquired. It's, it's not. It's cultish and freakish. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I but these movies again, like there there became a this goes I keep saying this term a lot, but like consensus building it was like enough critics got behind like this movie sucks, this is yeah. hack. Yeah, we, uh, I hate Snyder. I hate Snyder. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the movie doesn't make much logical sense, or excuse me, a much yeah, it doesn't make much logical sense, but it makes tons of emotional sense. I mean, it yeah. doesn't and it doesn't feel like it's a fucking off an assembly line like Civil War, which was like like cinema sense. We're gonna get proof. to it. We're gonna get to yeah. it. Yeah. Affleck was like. He's the perfect Batman. Okay, like, we're gonna give this movie. We're Batman. We said is gonna have its own episode. It's gonna have its own start episode. The, old, or the Civil War. But I, what I want to get out of the way here is that sure. this is the beginning of these movies becoming pop culture fixtures. Yeah, yeah. Where this Civil War is the beginning yeah. of it. It was like no longer possible to consume these outside of a larger at all because yeah. this is where the conversation becomes. All of these movies will be great. All these movies will fulfill but, but everything the, we but want. The problem is that like the we don't like that. But yeah. we're in a minority there. Like, a lot of people just want it to be, like, a collective jerk-off. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, like, when you when you really look at it, there a lot of people will look at this episode and see what we say about these movies and say, what the fuck are you talking about? You're insane. And get really defensive about these movies. None of them have ever been rotten. None of them have ever gotten critically and, panned and at all. we've kept most of them in the video store. Like, we're yeah. not being overly harsh on them. a few of them. the movies have all of us yeah. disliked. Disliking it, like, yeah. And basically, yeah. what I'm trying to say is, if you think these movies are all like perfect, all I have to say is this: It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total <laughs> fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not all right. So with that, <laughs> with that, Sorry, we're gonna move uh, into we're gonna move into Civil Captain War. America: Civil War. We're in 2016. We are. Uh, this is post. Uh, Age of Ultron and Tony Stark in in uh, in Captain America. They're they're at a they're at an impasse here about whether superheroes should register or not. So I think the you need to look about as far as I like Civil. I don't hate Civil War as much as you guys hate Civil War, but I think you need to look about as far as the title to see where uh, Marvel is starting to slip because it's an Avengers movie, yeah. yet it says. Captain America Civil War like squeezing like, the juice like, what, the, like it's just like it, it really makes it, it, like Civil War's flaws aside it makes evident what a misstep Ultron was that like it was really just a placeholder while they like, oh, yeah. figured everything out and like got <clears throat> to the next step got weeded like, out of there even the idea that it's Civil War's the, basically the next movie because if you go all you go Ultron, Ant Man, Civil War, like that's crazy to yeah. go from Ultron to Civil War. Like one of those heroes should at least have had a solo movie mm-hmm. between those two. And Black Panther. Cap, it like, should have been Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, who gets introduced in this movie? Yeah. Shows up for I'd, I'd say screen time <laughs> would be maybe. like yeah, ten to fifteen minutes at best and here. Every time, uh, African drums. Yeah. Every time he shows up, we saw this. We saw this together. Me too. 
It was YouTube. me and you? Yeah, it was you and Pat. We saw we saw everything else after this. That's dude. right. I think you and I looked at each other when it goes like it was like a almost like a didgeridoo type <laughs> yeah, play. Yes. And I was like, I went, oh! like, I like guffawed. I was like, this can't be real when when yeah. uh, Chikala showed up. I did not like I did not like yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't like Black Panther's arc in this movie. Um, I felt as though he, he was almost like marginalized other than the, the car chase scene. Uh, in the actual the airport scene that everyone loves, like do do we like that scene? No, it's a it, this is again it this becomes the this the algorithm assembly line school of filmmaking. This CGI, like, we, need, we need a big moment yeah. for the trailer. It was for the trailer. Yeah. There's no motivation prior to why it's a huge battle royale. For yeah, you. yeah, it's just, just so it's it's fan service, yeah. and you know that doesn't necessarily always have to be a bad thing. A lot of these movies rely to coast on fan service, but that outdoor broad daylight in the middle of the day in an airport hangar. All of a sudden, Ant-Man's there in the back of a van. It was just like, <laughs> this was like Deus, Max, Mac, eh, Deus Ex Machina, like, but in the middle of a movie, not even to resolve a movie. It was like they to bring should, everyone they together. They should have corralled, like, they're just That's not so plotted well. No. Like, was, I was sitting in a the theater confused. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, oh, the movie's over. Then you're like, oh, wait, no. There's another there's 45 a, minutes. Yeah, exactly. if, yeah. if not, another hour. Yeah. Which, I, I actually like Civil War a lot. I don't, like, it's not even, it's not one of my favorite movies of theirs. But I enjoy aspects of it. But it's like another, it's just another entry in the like, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I haven't really thought about it that much since I saw it. The ending where, uh, after like they've determined, here's why Civil War is a huge slip up for me. Uh, I hate at the end when they, like Iron Man and Bucky have basically worked through all their shit. Mm. And like Bucky again has been brainwashed, like and turned into a different person <laughs> for a very long time by like magic. And Tony Stark is also very smart. Yes, by the way. and, and so, Tony yeah. is like <laughs> one of the smartest, like not emotional, like pragmatic people. And then we have this moment where, surprise, it was Bucky the whole time who like got his parents like in a car accident or whatever from a camera yeah. that uh, was a really good camera. Yeah, yeah, it was spent in like the forties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, exactly. So, or we, also, how old is Tony? Uh, but <laughs> you, it's, it, then he goes off on Bucky. You're like, you know, he, he was under a spell. Yeah. Like, why, why are you mad? It wasn't him. Like, you're an idiot. If you, if Tony was able to believe that there is a purple man coming from the sky, that Ultron was real, and that aliens also came from that same sky, I think that this is probably a smaller leap for him in that movie. But this also starts another trope in these Marvel movies where a lot of these plot twists and storyline uh, motivations are predicated on a lie. And a lot of these yeah. movies that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of minutes will be all predicated on a lie. Yeah, dramatic irony. Yeah, it, it's, it's very, very uh, d- disturbing. Some of the best movies, quote-unquote best movies, are still predicated on the same thing. Some of them coming right after another. Um, so... Uh, I, I don't know if there's really much more to say yeah, here. I don't, know. I, uh, I don't like this movie at uh, all. I There are parts that I like, but I wouldn't keep it, especially because of what I'm going to keep later on. I, so. I actually like the the intro for um, Chikala. Like, yeah, the... The, the music cue, the sting is fucking... He's amazing. Is, yeah, he's is, is offensive, but... You just know there was some stupid executive sitting in the fucking editing room that, like, nobody, like... Enough people weren't there yeah. that, like, he got off his African drugs. Yeah, exactly. But, like, the motivation for watching his father get assassinated and the sort of, you know, geopolitics that, that served... Because this was the beginning when... Doesn't the woman check Tony for, like, for what you did in, um, in Avengers? Yeah, probably. For, 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 of Ultra, for Ultron. She was like, you blew up 
this African this city, yeah, yeah city right like wasn't that 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 was the beginning of this yeah one, I think right? it was like Eastern Europe yeah whatever yeah, I mean, yeah. fuck him yeah. fuck this movie thumbs down yeah. Like, yeah. that's part yeah. of this movie is uh, Tom Holland's introduction as part yeah that was cool yeah yeah it was cool um next movie me and Eric actually saw this movie uh, at a premiere. Uh, I there's not I really don't have much more to say about this one either, um, but this this does introduce more of the galactic cosmic uh, well, spiritual elements uh, spiritual yeah, elements bad. of it. Uh, we're talking about 2016's Doctor Strange, uh, starring uh, my man Benedict Cumberbatch, who actually will be a huge part of these movies going forward. This movie to me was Iron Man with a guy in a cape. Uh, it was that for me for the first act of it, and I was actually like totally ready to check out after the first act. Uh, I l- do like the fucking. You didn't. Have t- you didn't turn the timer on. I'm putting it to three minutes. <laughs> uh, I think it has not been that long, but I don't think I need that long. Uh, it also had the uh, whitewashing incident of oh yes, they, yes. They, and it was like where all these movies do have a shitload of that. It and uh, this isn't the best way to answer it. Uh, they especially because these movies are actually uh, really they need obviously these movies need to make a shitload of money when they come out, and part of that is based on foreign releases. And I think the character that Tilda Swinton ended up playing, who obviously is a white person, the ancient one, uh, if they released it, like, if it was played by the the race-appropriate version in the comics... It doesn't make this movie better. No, no, it doesn't make the movie better. I'm just saying why why it happened and why, like, it's a weirder case of whitewashing than usually it is, which is just, let's cast white people. This was like, we can't release it in China. Unless we cast Tilda Swinton, which is really bizarre and shitty, but just a different version of that. I think this movie is has really cool uh, 3D sequences and shit like that. Yeah. The, the visually, I think it's tremendous. I yeah. think it's it's up there with some of, with with Ragnarok. Honestly, everything else, I I do not like. Actually, I think Strange is better in the movies that he's not that, that he's not starring in. Well, that's a, that's another like that's why they're like it's the same thing with Thor. It's the same thing with Doctor Strange. Yeah, like it's gonna be it's probably gonna be the same thing with Captain Marvel, where like the people who are the most mythology heavy, they didn't do a great job handling at their all. solo movies. Do and not like it. I I think I'm gonna be the only one. I would keep Doctor Strange. I like the door hopping shit, and I love uh, my man who plays his like sidekick guy who like orders a sandwich in Infinity War. I love that guy. He's fucking hilarious. Wait, uh, Asian fellow. Uh, I, I do, going back to like the memification of all this, his is actually sort of the more enduring and, and uh, charming one where it's like, they use, what's his name again in the in the in the film? I don't want to keep referring to him as the sidekick. That is another Marvel problem. Yeah, that, well, they they, that, they, they other they otherize and sidekick every sort of person of color. Yeah, um, but they also make Wong. movies. Wong. Wong. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You can also movies where you can't remember the side character's name. That's hundred percent true. So it's true. not just on us. hundred percent. But like the meme is always like, uh, someone's like, man, there's a, I'll be at this party soon. And it's like a photo of Wong, meaning like I, I'm definitely not coming to the party. <laughs> uh, no, but like, I, you know, Justin and I were rolling our eyes constantly. There was like that weird Beyonce The reference. Beyonce line that dates itself yeah. immediately. Well, it dates itself. It also tells on itself of being like, we are, we are now pop culture. Yeah. We are now like part and parcel with pop culture. And like you can't – we are inextricable from the references now. And we're going to be so on the nose and so – it's like the post-woke era at this point, even though they had somebody in Asian face. 
uh, a white woman in Asian face. Yeah, she, she was in pale face. No, no, no. But uh, and uh, but I don't think this movie's memorable at all. And everyone who like clamored for the sort of revolution, groundbreaking, and 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 enthralling visual effects, I was like. The Wachowskis did this better in Speed Racer. Ooh. Like the sort of like the sort of the sort of DMT inspired acid trip, uh, you know, uh, rain, rainbow of colors. All right, time, oh, yeah. time, so, time, I, time. I think that's three thumbs down and one up. Yeah. yeah. Wait, like, did you give it the one? I like wizards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next up. <laughs> oh, and also like Rachel McAdams, innocent. Like she didn't deserve to be like that prop. That was like one of the. Worst. Oh, she was. Oh, she they. She was in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was a romance with him and Wong. Oh my no, god. No, but it goes back to Pat's point of like it's almost not our fault because they write. She's not in the next one. They they, they thinly write these women all the time and 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 cast them aside as props. If y'all could have seen the shrug Pat just did when he said he forgot, it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. All right. So next up. 2017, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. James Gunn returns to give us his work, like probably the most routine. Uh, they just didn't get it right the second time yeah, around. This is uh, <laughs> where, like, where Whedon and, and Wright didn't get to make the movie at all. Uh, so he definitely got fucked. But Whedon got a little bit fucked when they like said, you know, the very directive of him on Ultron. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know if it was as much their foot on Gunn's neck as it was just like. How how far can you stretch this? Yeah, that's <laughs> this didn't man. need a, a sequel, in my opinion. Or it didn't need a sequel, like in like just create like another like a like they go on like some crazy mission somewhere off somewhere. Yeah, else. make it a, a standalone. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end, have Thor show up. Great, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, the, the, I mean, essentially the story of this, uh, movie is, uh, it's a father-son tale, uh, of, of Star-Lord meeting his father, Ego, uh, who plays, played by Kurt Russell, who I thought is actually really good in this movie, but once again, it is, it is yet another movie in this, in this pantheon of movies that is predicated on a lie, uh, being told, this time, Ego, as a father, telling his son a lie. A, a lot of the characters in the MCU have daddy issues, yeah. and Star-Lord uh, being one of them. I think the, uh... They, the two of them, sell the sadness of their relationship pretty well. But the movie around yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it's just god. The part where they play the chain at the end, the yeah. full song, by and the way. Don't ruin that song with Guardians too, man. Huh. Come on. Was a really bad scene. I, I think Batista is given. I think they made him to a point where he's literally brain dead in these movies. Where yeah. it's like I don't think of I him. Did, I like the joke when he was uh, standing there eating the chips, but I think that was an Infinity War. War. Yeah. yeah, I. That's where I. That was. I was um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This yeah. one's not it for me. Yeah, and, and again, we've watched this sort of slow death march into the characters, the cult of personality surrounding the characters on screen bleeding into the off-screen stuff. Yeah. So it was like we, to, to better or worse, I mean, it's obviously worse for my opinion, but like people love these guys. But like I started to see the, the facade of like Chris Pratt's quote-unquote like comedic timing and chops. Like he's only as good as his writers are, whereas someone like David Bautista has like a natural timing and like and like right at tat to him. I think yeah. he's the funniest person in these fucking movies. Uh, and he deserves so much better. His nipples when he's like, My nipples <laughs> That's the funniest part in the movie yeah. to me. Like I, I loved him in this movie, but again, his since his storyline's done, yeah. you know, they're they're like, let's saddle him with Mantis and just yeah. have him have him play off each other. I and didn't that's like it. Mantis. I don't like Mantis at all. Uh, I, I think she's bad. The moment when Kurt Russell explains the lyrics to the song Brandy <laughs> has to be one of the all-time low points of yeah. the MCU. Because <laughs> the lyrics to Brandy, it's pretty... You know, the lyrics are self-explanatory. Yeah. 
it's a disaster. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think this is also a movie where a lot of people do not admit that it's bad till after the fact because everyone was critic like loving this movie. A year later, yeah. people were like, you know what, this one wasn't so good, and I think that they came around. This is one movie I think the MCU people actually tell the truth about. Um, but yeah, I think we're all in agreement. This you, one's you know I never this was not a tweet. It. I think my initial review of this movie was. That I agree with Batista, and I hate Baby Groot. I want to bring regular Groot back, man. Yeah. Baby Groot is not he it. He fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was like the 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 paradigm shift of, of Groot Groot and like Porgs and like this <laughs> we, like and por- Porgs Porgs are okay, Michael. I'm just saying, just what they represent and. Uh, I, oh yeah, and Michael Rooker, innocent, amazing in this movie. Oh, love, love it's Rooker. hard for Shout Rooker. Rooker. Yeah, Rooker's one of our. But even him actors. being the emotional lift of this movie and being like the second father figure to, that's to actually, that. I think that's where more of the emotional heft is. That's where it should have stayed. That yes. works for me, honestly. Yes. Like that burial at the end yeah. for him actually was like, okay, this works. That was when I was like, wait, was this a. Like, actually kind of a good movie. Yeah. And then I look back at the rest, I'm like, no, no. I had, no. I had a similar thought. I had the same thought. All right. And that's so, when you're like, damn, he could have made a, you're like, oh, he's a good director. This could have been a good movie. Yeah. So we are now cutting off Guardians of the Galaxy. We're, we're, we're yeah. done with it. Booted. Fuck this movie. Boot it out. And we're going to get into a good Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man yeah, Homecoming. Yeah. We're finally getting into kind of like, uh, I think this this and the next movie we talk about are probably... Um, my top two of the of the, the this phase, phase three, I mean. yeah, of this phase three phase. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming released in twenty seventeen. Of course, uh, Tom Holland playing Spider Man and a, a very great and multicultural cast of teenagers playing yeah. his friends in this movie. Good teenagers. This was a fun, energetic, really enjoyable movie. I thought that it was going to be bogged down by a lot of Iron Man because that is literally that was the weird part about the the promotion for this movie. You want to swoop in here and talk about the fucking. Trailer cynicism, like you thought it was going to be an Iron Man, movie. and it was like I was like, you guys aren't faithful enough in the fact that this is Spider Man, literally the most popular character ever. Like it's po- more popular than every character you guys have yeah, put on screen like, so far. You, like, the, the stuff you have isn't shit. Yeah, like, like the it, that you've been missing this guy is crazy. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll just add one quick comment and I'll dip out. Um, I didn't watch this one yet; still haven't seen it even once. I did watch uh, Spider Verse, and I just I didn't want to ruin that high I was experienced from it because it was remarkable. The, so both, both the Spider Man movies are really good. I remember I, I was surprised when you saw this. I think you saw it a little earlier without me, and you were like, uh, "It's really good." You, you came back super positive on us. Said, "Okay, they don't kill the villain." They don't kill the villain Ooh. either. Michael Keaton is the vulture here. Um, but this is also in a, this is also in a weird bird suit movie. <laughs> I mean, third as a as a caped uh, wing. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, I, I, this is a weird Spider-Man movies are in a weird spot because they they serve two masters here. They yeah. serve to enhance the MCU and serve to bring forward the Sony stuff because I don't think Sony's ever going to give him up, and they shouldn't. Um, they should just let Marvel keep making the money for free. Exactly <laughs> because they get final creative control over everything. So I mean, essentially, they can say yay or nay to it. I think this movie just it's not a it's not an origin story. Which no. is great. We've already been through that with him in Civil War, kind of lightly. Um, but this is just really it's, it's enhancing a, the story. Half-ish origin story. At this point, do we need another Spider-Man origin story? No, who nobody knows wants exactly. No. Who doesn't know? That, absolutely. That was not. why the Spider-Verse version of it, where they just mocked it, was actually pretty yeah. good. It was really funny too. Yeah. I, I, I liked. It. I really liked this. I, th- I think uh, John Francis Daly and um, John Goldstein, who wrote the movie, did the screenplay. I think they're tremendous writers. They're absolutely amazing, and they gave this character a new life. Where I thought. Okay, Okay, we're gonna get the same one. Everything gets so teed up in these movies now, uh, but I thought the uh, reveal uh, of her dad. 
Oh my god, that, that was good. That was good. Like, really, was really, like, really oh, good. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because it, nice. it takes the it takes the I'm gonna meet your your my girlfriend's father and he's gonna threaten me with guns and shit like that. <laughs> it takes it to a whole new level. He's actually the villain. Yeah. I really, really like this movie. I mean, I, there's not much. I could, there's not much there. I could. It's a kind of. A, it's like you, you want the villain to have like you ask him to have like a legit motive, and then you're like, wait a second, where like he's like stealing scrap from uh, all the, the Avengers, the Avengers yeah. to like build shit with, which is like both like okay, that's like an. Actual it's the thing. most clever thing they've ever yeah. come up with. Yeah, in these. but yeah. then like then, but I also think that might not be saying that much. Yeah. <laughs> How's Donald Glover? Donald Glover's barely in it. Yeah. Oh, a, he, saving he, Grace. He's like one of the, uh, like, nerd... He's like a nerd scientist. Uh, like he was in The Martian? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's the exact he's character he is in He's himself in this movie. He is himself. So I, I'll keep this. Eric didn't see it, so he doesn't get a vote here. I, I'll I, keep I, it. I, I keep it. Absolutely. I mean, it has Zendaya and Laura Harry. This is definitely getting kept by me. There you go. Oh, <laughs> horny post for today. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the next, hold on, let's, let's stop the time on, on Spider-Man Homecoming. I think, I think that was a, that was a pretty easy one for that us there. Got you gotta get that face ID. I know, uh, Pat, come on, guys. Come on, come man. On. Get, get it together. The next movie we've got. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay, okay. The third Thor movie. Well, before we start, a lot of people have, there, there's a conversation on the, on the internet, on the Twitters that says that the Captain America trilogy is better than the Dark Knight trilogy. That's the, Hell should, no. That shouldn't even be addressed. The next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks that? For, no one, for, for, if you think that, you are a dumbass. It, it, this, I'm telling you, this goes back to the, the, the germ of the, the idea the I've been critics, about man. this whole time. Is, this became, this, this was, became sports teams. This was, there was no yeah. like, subjectivity and objectivity. Like, th- those weren't even words. It was just like, these are my guys. Doesn't matter what the output is, and it just it like absolutely broke everyone's brain. Filmmaking wise, I don't even know how you how First Avenger. You even look at that yeah, one. I mean, and, I, I could all like, if you really didn't like Dark Knight Rises. That's fine. Like, and you wanted to say like that sucks and Civil War sucks. I'd be like, okay. well, okay, fine, sure. But then with the other two, it's like it's you're close. you're fucking crazy. Batman yeah. like, Begins and and the Dark Knight are both like two. Probably my five best superhero movies Absolutely. that I've ever yes. seen. So it's like Agreed. it's not even close. I just wanted to. I just want to see you guys because we were talking about the uh, third if of the you're third. Listening to this and you think that you might want to cut it off, <laughs> but not if we have or sponsors. cut your wrist. Oh, ah, <laughs> wow! Uh, Up the street, not across the street. Thor Ragnarok, uh, directed by the King. Ta- Taika King. TD, uh, I remember seeing this with you, Eric, and I remember at first being like stone, stone face. You but were stone face. I was stone face. I was head over heels. I, uh, this you is my know, number two favorite Marvel movie after Iron Man. It's definitely I, the best. I like it. I, I really like. I really like Thor Ragnarok. I think that well, once again, I, I got to just tell you here again. Um, this movie is predicated on a lie. <laughs> Once what, again, what's I don't even the lie? The lie was that Odin didn't tell. He lied oh, about yeah. his sister. I hate that type of shit. Yeah. And you know what? This, as much as I, I do the the charm of this movie is like impossible to deny to me. I, I love this movie. I love I love Taika. I think it really. Did. I've always loved Thor, even in the the bad Thor movies. I love Thor, but he did a really good job of like, oh, you can still love Thor. Like I'm turning Thor. Yeah, up to this 11. is Thor. Yeah, Here. it was great. I love Thor's opening monologue when he's fucking hanging from the chain. <laughs> That's uh, the whole first scene is incredible. Yeah, really I was good. dying laughing. I was but, like, but audibly the end, uh, and it's uh, the villain is Cate Blanchett, uh, and her. Like, she does what so many villains do, which is, like, 
she just wants to take over the castle and then like rule like a, a palace of a bunch of dead people yeah and like everyone in town hates her what the f- like all these villains do this and it makes no i sense. i couldn't tell you what hella like where she was gonna go after if she had won i i think that one thing i don't like about this movie is that the third act is really 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 long and it has one, <laughs> it, it, it totally is and it's made long by it has long sequences the bridge part around the bridge part and then it also has the thing where like you can't lead all those people out of that. T- like, that's ridiculous. Like, I know yeah. that's a stupid thing to say is ridiculous, but, like, I'll buy all the big stupid things. This small, logical thing is completely insane. Yeah. Like, uh, you could never have gotten all those people out of there. I think as a standalone movie, um, this is unburdened enough that you can say, okay, here, you know, this is this stands alone as its own. I don't think... I think there's maybe four of these movies we can say that about. Yeah, there aren't many. And it... Int- it introduces like the this uh jeff goldblum could easily have been really fan servicey and yeah. while he just casting him is fan servicey this is because everybody fucking loves jeff goldblum especially yeah. on the internet yeah but he does do a really good job with the character that they give him and taika voicing the stone guy is just like classic some Plus of the, you did. <laughs> <laughs> some of the funniest written dialogue in, in any of these movies and it's it's it go figure when you have an actual comedian and funny person who understands timing and rhythm and sort of like and what tension does for a joke uh it, it can actually be laugh out loud funny instead of like eye rolly cringe inducing quips that like uh, infinity war would lean on now i'll admit i did tap out of this movie the first 20 minutes because it, the abs- the first part of this movie is very fan servicey to a point where i'm like i don't know how again these movies are meant to be consumed by themselves because like in the first minute he does, he, he does that thing. He comes back to Asgard, and then Doctor Strange pops up, and they're chilling for 10 minutes. And it's like, there how am I... There's a brief... Yeah. yeah. It's too... But, he, but here's the thing. To your point before, uh, Strange and Wong are good in that, like, 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, they are they're good. Movie, you're like, oh, he's... Like, the part, where, the part where Strange does leave, and he's like, okay. And he, like, yeah. he moves them out. It's like, that was the perfect way to yeah, end Yeah, and they his, get it out of the way early. Instead yeah. of, like, it becoming some cumbersome thing towards the end where it's like, oh, we got to shoehorn these fuckers in. Yeah, that makes like, it seem... Show up, get out. seem like they're more, like, yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Because it, they go see them casually. They don't go to them as, like, a random last resort. Oh, wow. We really we really like this one. Yeah. yeah. We Ty- talked five minutes on it. So, are we keeping it? I absolutely keep this. I'll keep this It's the best Thor movie. And yeah. my second favorite MCU movie, period. Yeah, the strength of it being the best Thor movie, I think you, you keep it. Yeah. All right. So this next movie, you want to talk about conversation? Oh, you want to wow. talk about? Uh, you want to talk about the narrative? Is this, yeah. is this what I think it is? You want to talk about how rabid this is? And this is this isn't hate at all. I think this movie more than anything, more than Civil War, really. The conversation around this movie almost broke me. I think I still have a lot of the terms from this movie uh, already still muted on Twitter. Where, of course, we're talking about Black Panther, the biggest phenomenon of 2018, in my opinion, uh, starring Chadwick Boseman, directed by Ryan Coogler. This is a movie that's fucking oozing in style, man. It's a movie that you, there's no other Marvel movie that looks like it. Yeah. At all. It was refreshing. It has, like, Coogler does a really good job, and the production design is really sick. It does eventually fall into some of their other... Third actitis, originitis. But but in terms of, like, like you... This is another one where you're like, okay, so now, like, it is, like, finally, like, the... the, There's two white people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, It's great. Uh, But then also a major corporation is basically now gimmickifying that... Race. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So, like, 
it's both like now we have I think to like people confuse being seen. I think people were confusing being seen with actual uh, admiration and acceptance. Yeah. And it's like yeah. I don't think Disney didn't accept black actors, black movies. This movie is still a means to an end yeah. to get you yes. to the next part. Yes. I but think it's it, big for people of color, and that's great. Yes. But yes. when you think of what the, the larger thing, and it's Captain Marvel's the same way. You think of the larger picture of it, it's like, we want to make a billion dollars. And how are we going to yeah. do this? We're going we're gonna to get those pleasure points right here. We're going to yeah. talk to all it. When me and Erica saw this movie at Disney, I looked around. It was 95% black in there. That's, I don't know how Disney knew that many black people. I, it was the same when I went to see us. You know, it was it was it was like we're gonna get all these people. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get the the. You know, we're gonna get that, yeah. and that's okay. That's that's okay. But I I saw people. You know, don't act like that's not what was going on. Exactly. Here. You know, like that's literally what was going There's on. There's not here. some revolution happening. No. Like, in right. filmmaking. Like, no. Ryan Coogler made a really good movie. Yeah. Like this was <laughs> one of the guys they brought in, and uh, I, I will say Marvel does a pretty good, other than the extremely egregious Edgar Wright uh, thing. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of not dropping the ball on directors, at least the first time around. The second time around, they usually make the guy totally mad. But, like, Trevorrow going to Star Wars, disaster. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that going on. And they, I mean, Ryan Johnson going to Star well, Wars. Didn't they drop Ava for... Weren't they, weren't they supposed to work with Ava for a minute there? Ava was supposed to do something there. I forgot. It wasn't Black Panther, it wasn't. But Instead, she, she made... Timeless classic, A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't so, block me on Twitter, Ava Durbin. So before before time runs out, how do you guys feel about Killmonger? Is he the greatest MCU villain? No, he's good, but no. I don't. I think I don't, I don't know who is. He's top. He's top like, three. Um, that's easy to be, by the way, because yeah. I mean Loki is literally one of them. So yeah. it's like it's easy to be. And he's also their friend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like even if they drop the ball with it and and sort of overwrite him to a point, the fact that like. He, it was the first time I had talked about a Marvel villain probably since Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Like, uh, it was like he, he was wrong, but he did wrestle with imperialism in a really interesting way. And that ties into sort of the, even though Disney makes fucking movies underwritten by the Air Force, it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was sort of ties back into that Tony Stark initial conundrum of like, what am I, what repercussions are my actions having that I can't see across the globe. There's like a global conflict that they were fueling and bloodshed that they were fueling. And Eric, Eric Killmonger was sort of a, both a, a product of that and like a, a, you know, a product of that environment, but also like a perpetuator of it. Then he gets like very like campy at the end with like, what is, what is his, what is his goal? To sell the weapons to Americans? Right, he was his people. Yeah, he became everything he hated, which I think is a fu- that's a fine trajectory for a very villain. sexist character. Sexist? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he let his girlfriend just die. Yeah. Like, he was just like, whatever. Um, Chadwick Boseman, also, before we, real quick, I, yeah. I think he's I, he's very wooden here. I, I wasn't a big fan of him. You don't I, think he's as good in this as he is in Avengers? But I think that's because the Russos were able to, to get the mystique about him yeah. and the mystery about him in that I think if you focus a whole movie on him I don't think it's that strong because it's like don't don't pull the curtain yeah because okay, T'Challa don't. has no he has no struggles Did, like, despite your problems with Infinity War do you think he swings back in a positive direction in the movie in, in Infinity War yeah like back like back to where he, he was in uh, he's barely in it I guess yeah he's not in it he's not no, in it that long yeah nobody's really in that and yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk yeah. about that next yeah. but um yeah uh, uh, another movie predicated on the lie 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah another father son lie. Shaggy movies going on. Yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot of lies. So uh, let's move on to the next yeah, movie. Well, oh, I'll oh, keep it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll keep, keep it. No, we keep it. It's a fine movie. It's uh, I mean, Coogler got to keep some of his personality and 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 style in this movie. I, I felt like I was watching a Coogler movie for the first maybe hour before it's completely stripped yeah. from him. But um, strong side characters. Yeah. a lot of strong side characters. Insufferable discourse because again, it became like. Disney's woke now. Like yeah. Disney will never be woke. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. But it was like when Eminem put out like the anti-Trump verse. Like yeah. he might think this, but he's also trying to sell records. Yeah. Like they looked at a fucking spreadsheet and said, "This will make us money." Just like the Kaepernick thing. Yes, it is awesome that Nike got behind him. But if he looked at if those people looked at a fucking d- data point that said they would lose money by doing this, they wouldn't they have would done it. That. Yeah. There is there is a woke consumption is still performative. Even if it does serve a, symbolic things can be good. I'm glad they did that. Even though all the profits that went to Nike, that the owner of Nike was contributing to Republican. All right, all right, all right. That's candidates time. across the country. That's time. We so, got two woke Eric two woke moments. In this I episode. told you I was gonna get angry. <laughs> He's always angry. It's, it's a secret. But I want I want Eric to get even angrier here because the next movie we're gonna talk about is Avengers Infinity War. Yet again, I saw this with Eric at El Capitan Theater. This oh, movie this good. movie is long as shit. It's too long. This movie is too yeah. fucking long. It broke me. It broke Eric. This is to me one of the most cynical, really disrespectful movies that I've ever seen. I, I think that I think the twist, the conceit that of of they're all going to die and and we have to figure oh, out. I goodness. think it's the biggest it's not even a. It's not even a who. It's not even a what if to me. It was like as soon as it happened, I was like, "What's the bullshit?" Yeah, it's manipulative garbage. This movie has open, hostile contempt for its viewers. They think you're dumb. Like Disney thinks you're dumb. Exactly. Stop fucking falling for it. See, I have a hard time consuming it like that because watching all the people like getting like dis like disappearing is it's like no one. There was a Spider-Man movie coming. Well, yeah, but like I, like, I, like I'm not. Th- I'm sitting there thinking like. Oh, like I wonder, like what the, like how are how are they gonna bring all these people? Like I'm yeah. never, like I'm never, I have a hard time. I get, I don't know. Like I, I guess they do obviously pander to me. The movie was yeah. made. The plot is bad, but bad. yeah, it is bad. But I don't, I don't care. <laughs> the plot, all, the, all these. But you, these, but you, can you care sometimes? They, but then you I, don't care here. I, I don't care. That's true. I some in some movies I care when the plot's bad. But I mean, in some, in some of these movies we've talked about, yes, you cared about yeah, the plot. True. I don't think it's specific to. I don't think it's specific with all Marvel movies that I say. Very true, but, and it's also the same way. I don't care sometimes when I'm being like all these movies are pandering. That's fine. Yeah, pandering doesn't always have to be a bad thing. The same reason why symbolic wokeness can, doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Sometimes just symbolic representation is good. But to go back it's, to it's a movie this, of moments. Yeah, the cynicism of this movie where. I actually thought there was like a moment of like because you like Thanos a little bit. I like I like the visual flourish of that um, his, when Gamora is a child. It's like the genocide scene. Yeah, and he turns her around. Like, I was like, this is power. This was that was a powerful moment. I, I actually was I bought into that. Everything else around that was just like, oh yeah, they. It's like they remembered. Oh, we are just absolutely selling a product here, and we have to get to the. 17 other talking points that will set up the next 17 movies. They become yeah. they they choreograph and 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 foreshadow these these um this skipping around in time and to, and this place setting that they do so much more egregiously than they did in the phase 2 and phase 3 or phase 2, excuse me. There is a part in this movie where Spider-Man is falling and he is given the iron spider suit and there is no explanation 
There is no, yeah. there is like, it's like, hey, hey, uh, give him this shit real quick. And then it's like, I want him to go home. But you already know he's not going to go home. It's like, it's literally, it was, it was to get the shot of him from yeah. the trailer. See, and that was it. Here's why I can't be trusted. Because I shit on fan service all the time. I don't like it. But I like the Iron Spider moment. The, the Thor moment that everyone talks about, where everyone cheered, that was, it was, it was, it was, the, where he <laughs> appears in Wakanda. Oh, who, who cares? Wakanda looked terrible in this movie, by the way. It looked like a field. Um, there was no visual floors to that. There's no visual floors to a lot of the things in this movie, other than, like, maybe when they go to get the Soul Stone, as, as Eric said. That that part was actually yeah. really cool. I think Thanos is actually pretty pretty damn cool. The story around him is bad. Uh, Black Panther is barely in this movie. He gets no shine, especially after he made a fucking... Oh, exactly. Just after he made a billion dollars, yeah. he's not in this movie. Like, get the fuck out of <laughs> that, here. That's, that kind of right there should disprove the whole point of... They're woke. What, that, exactly, of what yeah. you said. They literally used that to make a... It was a stepstone to get to yeah. this moment, bro. See, this, this kind of, And he's not the only... It's especially egregious because of how much money he just made them. Exactly. But it's... Everybody has some version of that in this movie, which is why, like, what I said earlier, like, I... Like, being a fan of... And this is not a, a, an, always an acceptable reason to like this. If you don't accept this reason, that's fine. But, like, it feels like... Like, when you, when you read, like... A, a year of Batman and a year of Superman and a year of you know like Wonder Woman and then you read like ten issues of Trinity. I'm this is ten year old series that I'm listening here, but like then like it, it Trinity isn't as satisfying as a Batman, a Superman, or as a Wonder Woman story. It's just a collection of moments. It's basically a long montage. Sometimes I enjoy that. This plot is literally. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. I, I, I can't get with it. I tapped out here on 45 minutes. Um, I can't do it. It's, it's a bad movie. I'm, I'm not going to keep it. Yeah. There's this cynical garbage rolling out on assembly line. They don't care. I mean, every movie is of, of this sort of caliber is there to sell a product. I get it. But, like, these are just particularly um, uh, un, un, unashamed of what they're doing. And, the, and they don't care because they know they're going to... Fans are going to show up in droves. Cam? I'm not keeping this movie. I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, it it I, broke I, you. The movie wasn't great uh, as as its own like entity, but the the conversation around the film. like I couldn't believe I was getting on Twitter after the movie came out and people were like actually distraught that these characters, quote-unquote, died. See, I, this is probably why I have such a more positive interpretation <laughs> of the movie. This... This hasn't touched my life in almost any capacity no. outside of like the advertising. It's just like, <laughs> like it's just so like it's just like or or the the memification of everything exactly or the, the you know it's just a cynical movie. Pat, you're keeping it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, next movie, huh? Huh? Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp. A oh. movie that I looked over at Eric and I, he was smiling like a fucking Cheshire cat. You want to talk about cynical? Get Why out of town! This is this movie, so much this worse bad. than Infinity War. This though. movie's this terrible. This is way worse than Infinity. <laughs> this movie's though. terrible. They're oh. cranking out literally. At least Infinity War, they have to spend a shitload of money and get a thousand trucks to one place to make. <laughs> this one, they're just getting their cheapest people in to get like their highest profit margin from a low rent movie. Well, that's what it represents. That and there's no argument there. It repre- I guess that's what's worse to me about this instead it, of what we just talked right, about. Right, but the actual product of the movie, just I honestly believe Paul Rudd knows he's making the worst movie about it. Nobody <laughs> cares about it. And he's like, I'm going to have 
fun with this. Me, Michael Pena. I don't even think it's funny though. I, I, I was dying. It was like it has stoner comedy rhythms to it. It's fun. Pena and him. That Pena flashback. I know I was, was high when I watched it. Yeah. I didn't like it. Oh man, I, look, I know it's bad. I, this is the one I ironically like. Actually, no, I wasn't high when I saw this movie. I was. I think I was pretty blessed. Like the, the ghost character, uh, her, the actress that played the the ghost character. But yeah, that Ooh. that was this trying to be serious all of a sudden and try to fit in with the overall tone of maybe like. A Thor, like Thor two or or like one of the Guardians or something. And I was like, this was so dumb. And, and they're also like creating this quant- like the quantum realm. I'm like, how is this important now? Because well, just it's, now, yeah, now, you already know. Now, like, now yeah, you know. Yeah. And now you know. And then it's like, yeah, none of it makes sense until they tell you why is an Easter egg. It's it's like again, it, it is cynical garbage. You guys aren't wrong. The or at least it has like one of the funnier actors working today, knowing this shit the is stuff bad. With- the, the funniest part about this to me is like. Everyone is like, yeah, it fucking sucks, but like, this is the one I like. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone has that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, because uh, I am pure. Justin has the four hundred and seventy-five dollar Blu-ray set that they put out <laughs> after Age of Ultron. Wait, is that Peyton? I've Reed? seen it. Yeah, he looks like Steven Soderbergh. King, what's good? Our, our King. Shout out to Don Cheadle, by the way. Yeah, War Machine, you are one of the best parts of this series. It is uh, true. Come on, the keep show. it up, keep it a hundred. We're tagging you in the tweet for this as hey, well. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Don Cheadle. Uh, so I'm not keeping this. Cameron, you keeping this? I'm you not, didn't say much I'm, about I'm it. I'm not keeping this. No, Pat's not keeping not. it. Eric's keeping it. I'm the only one. We are now to no the argument. final movie that I have not okay. seen no, in this in the Me versus Eric. We are talking about Captain Marvel released literally just a month ago to get ready for Endgame next week. Take it away, boys. Uh, it's not Talk about when you movie. actually think about how arrogant that is to like release this movie a month before Endgame. Well, see, oh, I, yeah. I, I actually, but they had to introduce her. I, yeah, I'm just saying it's like see, crazy. I like, actually like the like release the small movie right be- right after or right before the big one. Yeah. Like the putting Ant Man out right after Avengers. All the Avengers, Avengers like as a kind of a come down. Like like Ant Man basically functions as a post credit scene to all of Phase Two, and I kind of like that. And this I kind of view as like a webisode of something. It's like <laughs> your favorite show. Webisodes used to be these things they put out, uh, but like, like before the season. Is this movie started, long? Is this custom two long? Two, two oh five or something like that. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. like, it, was it was brisk. It, it felt short for these fucking things. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Brie Larson is pretty charming in anything, yeah. but the movie is, it's just really by the numbers, uh, and when it isn't, the filmmaking of it is just bad. I mean, what? And that's the thing. Like I, again, it's hard for me to talk about these movies without talking about the culture around them or the atmosphere around them. Like the incels who attack this movie are like, yeah, they burn in hell. They're there's, losers. There's losers like, who like don't even deserve to be like, you know, the the Hague would be too good for them. Just like kick them into a volcano. Like, but th- it, and besides being like a threat to women online and in real life, like these people need to die. But also, it just sucks because when they attack a movie like this. Any critique of the movie becomes, oh, you are aligning with incels yeah. on this. Where it's like, no, there are. This movie is a very bland. Uh, it's how I felt about uh, uh, the last Star Wars. Yeah, oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. And like I said, like yeah, Brie Larson is charming and she's funny and she's sharp and like a, a commanding screen presence. Like I like watching her in movies. Just some of these lines, man. It's yeah. like, the, the, I think there was a good version of this movie in there. Yeah, a hundred percent, and. And then the, you know, of what, course, what's the de aging one? Sam Jackson look like? Uh, I think it looked pretty good it actually. Okay. It, it looks worse on um, Coulson. Yeah, that's true. It, 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 I would get, and it's funny we can compare the two. It's are wow. we really a five for yeah. Captain Marvel? 
Holy shit. Uh, so how bad was it? Just, just... Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I'm more offended by the, um, the Raytheon-esque uh, promotion of this movie. Basically, our, uh, our, imperial, our imperial, arm, imperial arms promoting and funding this movie. Which is actually weird because the, the Air Force's on-screen time in the movie is close to nothing. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do the Top Gun thing. I mean, it, it did... It did Encourage young female recruits to, to apply for the Air Force. It has a cute cat. Ha, has a cute cat. But like watching the fucking fighter jets fly over fucking the arc light, I was like, this is fashion. This is what fashion looks like. This is actual fascism. Uh, but, but also, that's cor- an old building. They shouldn't be flying yeah, jets that low to a historic. Exactly. Cor- corporate fascism at its finest. But like, Bree's fine. She deserves better, I think. Like, it went back to the King Kong thing. I was like, I. When I, when I first saw these photos of her on set, I was like, oh, cool. Now we won't be able to see her in a good movie for a really long time. Yeah. Also, and, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's in it. He kind of kills it, even though they make him wear a dumb goblin mask the whole movie. Yeah. And, uh, like, I love seeing Jude Law no matter what. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just, I'm always going to All right, time. Young, yeah, young Pope. Uh, keeping it. Don't no, keep it. No, you're no, not keeping it. No, yeah, look, it's no, like no, fu- there's no real reason to watch it. Like, it, okay. Like, okay. Fu- fuck the incels. They're wrong. It's not. It's, it's not, not the a, women. It's not the women that makes it bad, and, and and it's just a it's just a mediocre movie that that we have to convince ourselves that it's like some sort of you know sh- social justice progress when it's really not. Like but, corporate feminism is not progress. Corporate militarism is not progress. These are all bad things. And like in in uh, the the non meta version at all. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I, I think it's it's more or less impossible for me to consume these movies, even when I like them. I'm not on a meta level, but like. It's just like, you know, she, you know, after Infinity War that she's going to show up and like the movie is never cooler than like just the conceptual version that like there is like one last person out there who can like pop back in who hasn't been here for a really long time and can help them. That is cool. The movie's never better than that concept. Yeah. And she's like, and I, I, I am interested to see her, you know, stand her own against like, cause she looked funny in the trailer for Endgame with yeah. like standing next to Thor and stuff like Bree is, like I said, a commanding presence. She can hold her own on screen. I like watching her. And she's unlike a lot of the other people in... Yeah. Of the other actors in these movies. This is true. Wow, I got a 78%. That's crazy. What? I thought it would have lower than uh, Captain Marvel. I thought it was higher, honestly. So, uh, but it made a billion dollars, and we're we're going to be watching these movies. We're until, circling the fucking drain until here. Until we die. So. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. That is our huge MCU. We are... I'm dead. I'm dead talking that about was, these movies. That was a long... What, what's our timing? Where are we at? We we're at, we're almost at two hours here. Oh, Super size episode of this. Um, going into Endgame, I don't know if I'm going to be seeing it opening weekend. I think by the time we come back for the Matrix episode, next episode, um, I might have seen it by then. But we're I want to hear you know Cam. There's Pat. no way I see Endgame. I'm opening seeing the opening night. Okay, Cam's doing it. Cam's so saying, Cam's braver than any troop. Braver Cam, than any Air and Force. This member. movie's already. Not getting kept by me just off the show. <laughs> ah, okay. The of it being three hours. Like, there's just no way I'm going to be able to. I saw the four minute spoiler thing from a couple days ago. It's not that surprising. Like, none of not it is surprising. That surprising. Not like, surprising. Like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, let's put this one in the books. Yeah, uh, this is in the books. Uh, I mean, if you, if you like the movies, I mean, of course, like the movies. I don't think we kept a lot of these movies, but uh, once again, uh, we did this so that you guys did not have to. This is the only fucking MCU review you need to listen to because we're, we're real. We're not the phonies. We're not the fakes. <laughs> we're not, you know, everybody out there that's going to tell you lies. We are the Late Fees crew. Uh, so once again, thank you for listening to the right. for, to this episode. Thanks, Remember everybody. to watch the Matrix trilogy and then... Uh, 
we're going to do, after that, we're going to do Bill and Ted 2 versus John Wick 2. Yes. Uh, so. Fall down that, that Keanu. Fall down the Keanu. Re- Keanu it's going to be Kenny. May. Watch, watch, watch some other Keanu That Keanu Cannon, baby. Johnny it's, Mnemonic, It's going to be May when we see you guys again. So uh, have a, have a ex- ex- spectacular, I'm dying here. Have a spectacular Yeah, my ears, uh, April. My ear, I have a single blood drop is <laughs> out of both my ears. I got to get out of here. Uh, so uh, as always, follow us at RNC Radio Live. Uh, we have all the latest and greatest podcasts from the A Show to the Lookout to this show that you're listening to right now to cable to the cable box that will, that will yeah, be coming out next week. We got another episode on Monday. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, leave you with that. And for Pat, Eric, and Cam, I am Justin. Thank you for listening to the Late Fees episode, MCU episode. Until then, next week, not next week, two weeks two from weeks. now. The Matrix. We're tired. Yeah, yeah, we're really tired. Me, please. The video we need to get st- jacked in. The video <laughs> store is uh, thankfully fucking closed. Let's toss all these Marvel movies out of here. <laughs> Peace.